everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Macabre Podcast Universe. The podcast that exists to prove people wrong when, when they, they say sequels are, are never, never better, better than, than the, the originals. originals. We really fell apart there. Yeah, which was intentional. Yeah. Uh, we really wanted to stress the chaos of of the, the madness, if, as it were, of mm-hmm. our podcast. Today, we go back to the well that is our namesake, the MCU. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about the 28th movie in the series, a movie called Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And is we, it into? It's in the Multiverse okay, of and. Madness. And uh, we saw this movie last night. Mm-hmm. A Thursday, one of the first showings of the movie here in uh, the grand state of Oregon. Mm-hmm. And boy, what a time it was. So let's talk about it. Care to share more? Well, it was funny because we sort of have, I, I kind of buy, I buy all the tickets to the movies. You're it's the ticket my guy. Job. And you love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, of course I do. Uh, and so. We get the tickets to the movie when we can, and I got a showing that I felt like it'd give us enough time to have dinner after work and be able to go to the movie and be relaxed. Mm-hmm. Now, a few weeks ago, another movie that we were required to cover came out called The Secret of Dumbledore. Uh, <laughs> Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts, Beast. The Secrets of Dumbledore. So, is it no longer Fantastic Beasts and where... No, because that was... The f- no, it's it, it's Secrets of Dumbledore. Doesn't it. matter. Uh Anyway, so we didn't saw that movie, and it was a 5.40 showing. Yep. And so, for some reason, Jordan was convinced that I had told her that Doctor Strange started at 5.40. So I was in a mad rush. So she's in a rush, and I tend to be the one that's a little bit more rushed when it comes to going to events and uh-huh. things, particularly movies. And so I was kind of like, well, this is kind of nice because we hadn't discussed it. I'm going cool. Like, I, yeah, I'll, I'll follow you. And I'm like, oh, let me go to the bathroom. And you're kind of going, oh, you, we had to pick something up from your sister. And you you were se- like texting her saying, we're not going to be able to do it before the movie. And I was kind of like, yeah, I guess not. Okay. Um, then we get to the theater and get in our seats. And we're sitting there for several minutes. And I'm, I ask, it's weird. I feel like Tinseltown hasn't been playing the, the newbie stuff. Uh, yeah until like minutes before when usually and it's if on you're for a lot longer i because i i think that's a cinemark thing if you're someone who doesn't go to cinemark theaters mm-hmm. newbie is like the pre-show show every every theater has every theater company has it yeah yeah that's cinemarks and um and then i was just kind of noting like there are that many people here so it's kind of weird for like an opening weekend of this movie yeah and then i think i mentioned something about that and then you said well, the movie doesn't start till 6.10. Yeah. And I kicked myself. And it was 5.50 at this point. And I was so mad because it was just like, what a waste of time anymore to get to the theater <laughs> this early. It was just so funny because I I really was confused the whole time. But he didn't say anything, which I understood. We talked about it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. But um, we were able to see a lot of traits. So... Uh, I think I've said this on the podcast, but I have been, I think I've only faltered twice this year, I think, but I have been trying not to watch trailers outside of the theaters anymore Uh because it's always more exciting to see it in the theater. And and then if you watch them out, like for someone like you who goes to the theater so often, what's the point of watching them on your phone when you're going to see them a million times in theaters? Exactly. 
and usually like if I watch on my computer or on my phone, something that maybe would be exciting is not as exciting. Mm-hmm. I've had that experience where I see a trailer in the theaters that I've seen, and I'm like, oh, I thought I didn't like uh-huh. how this movie looked, but it looks cool. And we got to see a couple of trailers that I've been really waiting on. Yeah. So one of them is Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah, that's going to be a wild ride. I mean, we're here for Marvel. Let's yeah. talk about it. What do you think of that trailer? I I thought it was actually a good trailer. I thought uh, it was a great trailer. There wasn't. I, I don't really know what's happening in a good way. They, uh-huh. didn't, they didn't really say anything other than the only thing that they set, told us what's going to happen is more Thor, like just character stuff, Yeah, which I'm all here for. And it looks like we're going to get a lot of Guardians. Yeah, I really hope so. And I, I and it looks, there's an interesting thing with, is her name Valkyrie or does she fight for Valkyrie? Valkyrie? Yeah. Uh, whatever's going on with her. That's yeah, there's that one shot that was like, uh-oh. But she's like wearing a pantsuit. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, Natalie Portman, the shot of her. It's like, yeah, I mean, she's sucked in this series, but whatever. I'm, I'll right, watch right. this. Uh, and I'm sure that this is effects and everything, but she looked like massively buff. Oh, yeah. She probably just, I mean, she's she's like fair she seems like she would be game to do something like that for a role i but i'm wondering how buff she is because in the shot that i saw it was like i don't know if anyone like i don't know if she would want to be that buff oh okay like she looked that buff to me is what i mean i didn't notice it uh in that way yeah yeah so so a couple things that excited me is you know go back and listen to our thor ragnarok episode um that's a good marvel movie but half of the movie our, our our take on it and my take on it is is that half of the movie is awesome and mm. like A tier Marvel and then the other half of the movie is C tier Marvel. Mm. And so it evens out to maybe the movie's a little overhyped. Yeah, it's like the first time I saw it, I was like, Oh yeah, this is what I'm just gonna rewatch sometimes. Yeah. And then no, that's not true. Yeah. For me. I mean, I think it is pretty rewatchable, but it just seems like everything that has to do with um Helena is just it feels like Taika is disinterested in well, telling that story. Yeah, it's that funny flip where in the first two movies we're like, who cares about the earth stuff? Just show us the yeah. well, I forget where he lives stuff. And then Asgard. Asgard. I was trying to remember. But it was the flip side on that one where it's like, just show us the alien planet stuff. I don't care about the Asgard stuff. Yeah. Um so but this movie, the trailer, I was like, this feels a lot more Taika. Because we, yeah. I've seen all of his movies, and he tends to tell um, very goofy stories that are very personal. Yeah. And seeing just those multiple shots of, you know, like Thor walking away from a battle he should have participated yeah. in, I was like, this feels more like Taika. Yeah. And that excited me. I will say for the record, just in case we're right, I hope I'm wrong in this, but folks, Natalie, as exciting as it is to see Lady Thor... Uh, and see her grab Mjolnir and have the hammer. She really has been checked out this entire series, and she didn't even shoot any scenes in Avengers Endgame. They yeah. used repurposed footage. So I will be really surprised if she gives a performance that's any good. Mm-hmm. And I, I love Natalie Portman. She is one of my favorite actresses. But she's not been good in this series. No. Part of that is the writing, but I think the performance is like that too. Tired, but um, so that trailer happens, and then I think it 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 started doing what's usually like these little trailer things for the theater before the movie. Every starts. theater has it. Yeah, we, yeah. So we think that the movie's gonna start, and I'm like, oh man, because I had heard 
that we were going to get a specific trailer. Yeah. And then it goes and it shows the the preview's been approved for all audiences. And I go, oh, please, please, please. And then we see this blue planet and blue people. And then all of a sudden, it is the footage of Avatar 2. Mm -hmm. And folks, I am beside myself with excitement for the movie. And I think I've detailed my journey on Avatar in this podcast before, so I'm not going to do it again right here. But it's been, you know, 13 or 14 years, and I'm sure most people are seeing that trailer and they're like, wait, they are making a second Mm -hmm. one? Little do they know they're making a second and third and fourth and fifth. Mm -hmm. But I just think, you know, people have bet against Cameron before with Titanic, with Avatar, and I think maybe even another movie. Abyss? I, Abyss didn't do so well. Oh. But I think I, Titanic was like, hey, this movie is going to bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Becomes the biggest movie ever. Yeah. Avatar, people are like, why is he spending so much time on this weird special effects movie? Biggest it's going to bomb. Biggest movie ever. And like I've heard people say before, if James Cameron tells me I need five Avatar movies, I guess I need five Avatar movies. Mm-hmm. So I cannot wait. And that is that is up there on excitement. He seems to be in a good realm. He seems to have always been in a good realm with advancing technology for movies. But he's almost like he always has the focus of it needs to be visually pleasing, though. Yeah. Because this is going to be the best animation anyone has ever seen. Like he, whatever <laughs> we're about to see. But then yeah. I'm just, I just think of like stuff like that Ong Lee has done with frame rate stuff in his movies. And then um, Zumekis does some weird effect stuff throughout his oh, career. Oh, I see what you're saying. And in, in a, like a lot of their movies are not successful. It And part of it is because those... It, as I'm, try- I'm a hard time trying to say it they're advancing technology but their movies aren't successful but it's like but they did it and that's cool because now we have this thing and we can perfect it it's like does that, does that make sense well t- yeah to me it's like zemeckis and uh who's the other person you said Angli. Angli have used a lot of stuff and it's like they have the cachet they're big enough directors where they're allowed to trip yeah. So that then other people can be like, hey, Zemeckis did all this motion capture stuff. We can use it better. Yeah. And then they can run. But James Cameron is like, no, no, no. I'm going to run, and then you will be able to crawl after me. Yes. Yeah. Because when I look at footage or like the, when I rewatched Avatar a year or two ago, I was like, oh, this movie's animation looks as good as current day animated movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, like CGI in mm-hmm. movies. Like it looks better than animation wise most every marvel movie Mm -hmm. and then when we saw the trailer for this i was like i can't believe how much better this looks than avatar i can't believe that that's not (laughs) people wearing makeup because that's what it looks like it's crazy but it also doesn't look like that it just looks like a real being it's it's really wild and the the water animation is mind-blowing there was that shot where it seemed like it seems like there's almost like an atlantean type mm-hmm water people and one of them was swimming and their hair was just floating everywhere Mm -hmm. i couldn't believe it yeah i could not believe it looks good so there i can't believe i'm saying that i know you you have kind of been like micah this is your thing and then right after the trailer you were like okay i want to see that well my thing (laughs) with it is i i did not see it in theaters originally and that's you know if you talk to anybody they're like yeah i've seen it four times in theaters you have to see it in theaters and i just missed it and then i watched it on a regular TV and I didn't see what all the excitement was about. Yeah. It wasn't bad. 
it wasn't it wasn't Titanic level like his other his last you know last giant thing and just throughout the years it's just like I don't care I don't care and yeah. I miss the hype just don't care and then you wanted to revisit Avatar and I was just like you know what I'm sure there's something there but I'm gonna let you take that two and a half hour or more more uh journey because i just don't want to right now and then you watched it and you were like okay i was wrong about it and you're wrong about it jordan it's so good and it's like you know what i believe you and i'll just watch it again when the next movie is coming out (laughs) well and 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 in theaters too because it's coming in theaters so yeah if if anyone is uh curious i don't know if it's supposed to be everywhere but apparently avatar one is returning to theaters in september so Look forward to that if you want to rewatch it or if you missed it or whatever. Were you asking in, when we were in the theater? Were you asking yeah. if they showed the title because you wanted to know if they used the same font? No, I just I couldn't remember what the title of this movie oh. is, and I know they had announced it. Yeah. So um, I think it's like Seed of Life or something like that. I don't remember. But um, I I was pretty. I mean, I am I'm ready. I'm mm-hmm. and I'm. I'm already formulating my like my boxing gloves of why this is a great movie. <laughs> I don't think you'll need to. I hope not. Yeah. But, you know, the Avatar, uh, you know, p- when it came out, everyone's like, this is the best. I didn't see it in theaters either. And then everyone, once it like hit DVD, it was like everyone agreed like, oh, this sucks. Yeah. And well, the then, fad is over. Yeah. and uh, But then when I rewatched it, I was like, Oh no! Just it's kind of funny. It, this rules. I feel it like just rocks. Everyone goes through something like that. I feel like it's yeah, where it's just like you you think this thing is the best thing ever of your whole life. Nothing can top it. And then throughout the years, you just the time separates you from that thing. Yeah. And you just whenever you look back on it, it's like maybe it wasn't as great as I thought it was. And you allow time to kind of like convince you yeah. of that. And then you just don't bother to revisit it again. And it's like, you know what? I think I was just naive and my tastes have evolved and gotten better and all right, this stuff. Right. And it's like, sometimes things just stay great though. Yeah. And just because it's a story that has been used before does not, it's like, it's like an adaption. Yeah. That was my big thing originally when I was in high school and it came yeah. out where I was like, it's just Pocahontas. What a rip off. Yeah. And then since then it's like, no, that's now I would like like the movie because of that, right? It's like oh, I, cool. I this love is it like when the, those things happen. Yeah. But yeah, I, I've thought about that with like Inception. Uh-huh. Uh, ever since it came out, pro- like potentially number one theater experience of my life. Yeah, and just walked out of the movie and I said that was the best movie I've ever seen. And I've seen that movie so many times. It's the first movie that I like really wanted to figure it out because it was a very complicated movie. Yeah, and then since having seen it. I, I am now in a mode where I'm like, I just don't want to figure out a movie right now. Yeah. So I, I've been enjoying, like, I think we've been really into more like blockbuster heavy stuff. Not Fast and Furious in a way. <laughs> but, you know, where it's just like, don't don't bog this down and how this world works. Just present it to me. Oh. And, and in a way it's yeah. like, but I don't think that. You, you mean when we're talking about blockbusters, right? You you want, well, I, I, I don't think I agree with you on that. On, but keep going. But Maybe. what I'm just saying is this is how I'm feeling about yeah, where I'm at. Okay. I'm not saying anything is right or wrong. Okay. I'm just saying that I've I've gotten to a point where it's like, I don't want to figure out a movie. I feel like there was a movie or two that we watched where I was like, I don't know, I didn't really like it and get it. Yeah. Which is not fair. 
Yeah. But of course, and, and that's, so I think part of me is kind of like, maybe Inception is just too complicated and that's just kind of dumb. Like you shouldn't have to like really think that hard when you're watching a movie. Uh-huh. And then I watch it and I'm like, no, that's the coolest part about the movie. Yeah. Is you, you get to figure this whole puzzle out. Yeah. And he did it. Oh, yeah. Tenet was how I felt about it. That movie. Oh, okay. okay. Where I was like, that makes just, more sense. just make a movie is how I felt about that one. Because you, I, I just, knowing you and watching movies yeah. with you all the time, I don't think that you want your movie to m- tell you to turn off your brain. I, and it well, sounded like that's what you were saying. <laughs> and I think that's what I sometimes feel. Yeah. It's almost like a laziness to it. Uh-huh. But I don't think that's what I actually want is what I'm saying. Yeah. I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Although Tenet was too far. And that's okay. You you don't have to like that masterpiece. That's okay. There there are some movies that just don't... It, sometimes it's okay to say, hey, this movie isn't for me, but I understand that it's good. Although, I mean, you can argue it's not good if you would like, but I'm just no, saying... No, I think it's a good movie. In general. It's interesting. So, sometimes, I mean, Micah, it has Robert Pattinson in it. It's a pretty good movie. <laughs> it's got uh, John David Washington... Or David... I always get his names pick fi- mixed up. David... Henry what John David Washington John Henry Washington <laughs> okay I'll just look it up for you he has two first names so I'm always confused at what it is David John I'm trying to stall here John David Washington John David Washington come on couldn't it be like John D Washington or something like the just an initial too easy all right so let's talk about Dr. Strange though yeah uh, and we'll keep it spoiler-free until you hear our signature spoiler song. But I would like to state a sweeping statement fact. I was talking about opinions before. This one's just a fact. What's that? What are you doing? The The, the movie is called Doctor Strange. What is it called? Doctor Strange. In the Multiverse of Madness. In the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. That's a good movie. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> That's yeah. a fact. <laughs> you have the audacity to title your movie <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, buddy. You're sometimes that can be pride before the fall, but not this nope, time. No, nope, no, nope. Um, w- yeah, I, I definitely like this movie. Is has certain things in it where I'm like, even if the movie was like Eternals level bad, I would still kind of like it because uh-huh. there's certain visual things that I see where I'm like. I don't really care if the movie's bad. If you know I get a look at this. You know what something I thought of yesterday was so since uh since Endgame we've had Eternals, Spider-Man, this movie, and I know we've had a ton of shows. And Shang-Chi and And Shang-Chi. Black Widow. And Black Widow. If Etern Okay, Black Widow is pretty mediocre at the end of the day. Yeah. So I'm going to like throw that one off the list. But um if it's Eternals, like an epilogue to phase three. It's yeah. not really the start of phase if four. If Eternals was as bad as it was, and it was as bad as it was, to, to if it exists only to be so bad and the selfless act of being so bad, <laughs> just so that all the other ones can be so good, I'm, riled up. I'm thankful for Eternals. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I would hear that sentence come out of your mouth. I know. Um, yeah. Well, I, I realize since we're... Since some people might be tuning in to not get the plot so they can kind of get their their appetite uh, excited for this movie, maybe we should just talk about some bigger context of what we thought of this movie before we get into how it was made. Yeah. What did you think of this movie? I thought this movie rocked my socks off. Yeah? It was really good, but I obviously don't want to say too much. Well, yeah. I thought that this movie rocked my socks off. Yeah. Um, It just, it knew what it was. And mm-hmm. it was crazy, 
and they made they just let Sam Raimi make a movie. Yeah, so it was scary and so, spooky. What is extremely exciting about this movie is I th- like Sam Raimi gets hired to direct this movie, and I'm going to get into that a little bit more later down the episode. But he hasn't directed a movie since 2013 with Oz the Great and Powerful, mm-hmm. a movie that did not do well. Is that why he hasn't directed a movie since 2013? I don't know exactly. Okay. But, um, and he got asked to direct this movie after Scott Derrickson left. Mm-hmm. And he was like hesitant to do it because he had a pretty bad experience with Spider Man 3. Mm-hmm. And like, even though that movie is not nearly as bad as people say it is, uh, it, you know, audiences were disappointed. And so he's like, ah, I don't know. And then he decides to do it. And then he basically makes Evil Dead 2 in the Marvel Universe. Uh-huh. And it was awesome. Uh-huh. Um, and here's another huge statement I'm going to say, and I felt it last night, and I'm going to stick by it. Of the MCU proper, so from Iron Man to this movie, I think that this movie is the most visually exciting of all 28 of those movies. And it's not really even close. Wow. I would say I, I couldn't think of a second place compared to this. Yeah. It is so like the camera movements are exciting. The colors are exciting. It felt like an actual comic book. Yes. And it was just like, I can't believe they they actually did let Raimi make a Raimi movie. Yeah. Because I think there was this fear before the movie came out that's like, are they going to neuter Sam Raimi and not let him make? Wow. Do they require that of directors? I, it seems like a few of them they have. <laughs> And so it was a little nerve wracking. Yeah. But the movie was through and through 100% a Sam Raimi movie. I don't know. So I, I like halfway agree with you. I think it's like up there on one of the best looking movies. I just think the Guardians movies look so good too. I think the Guardians um, movies look great. Those, those would be number two. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think they're all just the same, like at the same. Oh, they're all number one to me. Yeah. And I, I wonder, I just feel like part of it has to be because, I mean, all these movies are just riddled with special effects, but like these have the most special effects uh-huh. though, because it's like outer space stuff yeah. and this is like magic. And I think that's why it gets to look the best because, because uh, there's an emphasis on making sure it does look the best. Well, and, I, and I think, and this, this excites me, I think and hope that Marvel is you know, if if they stick to this movie and it's it's got great projections for this weekend, I think it's going to be huge, huge, huge. That they can maybe stop trying to, even though they don't do it as much as DC has, like like there doesn't need to be an emphasis on realism as much. Uh-huh. So it was it was great that this movie did not ever try to be like. Actually, it's not realistic that you would go through a multiverse and change this many times, even though it does fit the realism of this universe we've been watching. Mm-hmm. Um, but even visually, I, I also felt like their costumes even popped more because we just rewatched mm-hmm. Doctor Strange 1, which I still think is an A-tier Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's underrated. That movie rules. Yeah, it does. But like, like his costume is brighter in this movie. Yeah. And his cape had more texture and stuff. And it was just, it was more fun to look at. Yeah. No shade to Scott Derrickson. You're welcome on the pod anytime. And I love your work and I can't wait to see the black phone. Ooh. I'm scared to see it. I know. But I'm excited. Currently to see it. listening to it. Oh. And it's scary. But this movie was crazy. And mm-hmm. the special effects 
looked fantastic, and they were actually the, there was no like faceless blob Suicide Squad 2016. Potential. Kind of stuff. There, there is one thing that just looked off to me, but yes. Okay. Which was. Well, ooh. Maybe oh. bleep that. <laughs> actually, yeah, bleep that. Okay, let me make a mark. I'll I'll get into it more after the spoilers, but yeah, there was just one thing that looked off to me. Okay, and okay, <laughs> that was. Good thing we don't do this live, because that, w- <laughs> that could have been a bummer for some people. Yeah. But we will discuss it after our spoiler-free section. Um, but yeah, and I, I just liked how balls-to-the-walls this movie was. I do think there's some issues with it, but it's nothing I really care about when there are zombies in the movie, too. Oh, you, Micah, you, you know? put a zombie, it's Doctor Strange, who's controlling lost souls... That's and it turns into a cape bumping way up on the Marvel list for me. Yeah. I was I was talking to Trevin today and we were talking about the movie and I said I said despite any like you know I'm saying what I'm saying now like if it, if if a movie has issues in it and and I used Mank as an example if in Mank Gary Oldman at one point was like <laughs> I need to don the cape of de- undead souls and mm-hmm. wear this cape of undead souls I would love that movie. Mm-hmm. I would finish that movie. Uh, a movie that I really hate. I would be like, this is my, probably my favorite Fincher movie if there was a Cape of Undead Souls. Uh-huh. So rule number, arbitrary movie rule number 580. Put a Cape of Undead Souls on somebody. <laughs> Put a cape on it. See how the movie flourishes. <laughs> but yeah, this movie's just totally unhinged and crazy. Yeah. And I really Man, enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, I don't want to get into that too much. Okay. So let's, let's talk about how it was made. Then we'll take our spoiler break. Then we'll dive in what about the actors dude and that but yeah that's included in how it's made mm. um so of course i told you Raimi made it um and it's written by michael waldron 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 probably not waldron <laughs> well it sounds more superhero yeah or super villainy actually and he did um he wrote the six episodes of loki cool and he also wrote uh a very funny episode of rick and morty the one with the lighthouse where there he's like the lighthouse where Morty goes to this lighthouse and a guy keeps trying to tell his story. Uh huh. And they keep telling him like, shut up. We don't want to hear your stupid story. Uh-huh. And I remember that was before I bailed on that show. And I remember that episode being like a particular highlight. Was it in that season that we stopped watching? No, this was season two. Oh, okay. Back when it was, I, I kind of remember the episode back when it was still let's good. Not, let's not get into it. Um, then John Matthiason. Uh, he did the cinematography on Hannibal, so we have talked about him. That's very strange. To, wait, Hannibal, the show or the movie? The movie. That well, either way, very strange because that movie looked so bad. But that movie was distinct. It was. But and, remember how blue that movie was? Yeah, but that that's movie, a that's a Ridley Scott director's early two thousands choice, you know? Yeah, I don't want to talk about him. <laughs> and then he also did the cinematography on Logan. So another very distinct looking movie. That movie movie. looks good. And then we have his triumphant return to the Marvel Cinematic Universe since Avengers Age of Ultron. Danny Elfman is on the score of this movie. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And boy, is he ever. Skip ahead 15 seconds if you don't want a very mild spoiler that doesn't spoil anything, really. There is a musical notation fight in this movie where they throw musical notes at each other. And you just know that Danny Elfman, I can just see that madman just being like, let's do this. Here we go. 
And in addition to that, he uses a squealing guitar several times throughout. So many times, and it is perfect. I love it. There's a little Oingo Boingo in the score to this movie, <laughs> and it's great. And we needed it. Yeah. Um, so the movie came out May 5th, um, and I saw one place that the budget was $200 million. I didn't. I wasn't able to confirm that. Um, but now let's go back to 2016. Uh, Doctor Strange comes out. And see Robert Cargill, uh, one of the writers on Doctor Strange, he said that before Doctor Strange even came out, him and Scott Derrickson had all these crazy ideas for what to do in the first movie. Yeah. And Marvel was like, that's too weird. Oh. But let's save those ideas for a sequel. Was it this kind of stuff? I, I would imagine so. Okay. Um, and then they start working on this movie... And it gets in pre-production in 2019. And then in January of 2020, Scott Derrickson leaves over creative differences. Okay. And the writer was supposed to be with him on the movie. Um, oh, on, on as director? See Robert Cargill. As co-directing? No, he was supposed to write this movie. Got it. And he didn't write it because remember um, yeah. Michael Waldron wrote yeah. it. Um, and so he has this quote about it. Uh, the, it uh, the other writer. Yeah, the Doctor, writer who didn't write the movie. Yes, Doctor Strange 1 writer said this. It came down to Scott, and Scott's like, well, I can make this movie, and I'm compromising what I wanted to do on, uh, or I could make the black phone. Thanks, Scott, for making a really potentially good decision, because yeah. the black phone looks nuts. Well, he was going to have another director make the black phone. So basically, he's... What does that mean? Like, he was going to produce it. Oh, okay. So he's like... No, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> so Scott's like, I can make Doctor Strange and power through this, but they're not letting me do exactly what I would like to do. Right. Or I can just make the black phone. Yeah. So he does that, and the quote goes on, um, you know, I want to make a movie with Cargill, um, and he said publicly it was a hard choice to leave Strange behind, but it made it easier that he had a movie that he was looking forward to. And then the experience would just, was just so great that we're just so proud and happy with what we made. And I, that's referring to the black phone. That's cool to know that the black phone was going to get made no matter what. Because yeah. I, I did kind of feel like um, he got off this movie and was just kind of like, well, what can we do? I guess I'm a horror director. So let's just like think, of, let's just try and figure out a horror thing. Yeah. But like he already had a vision for something, like something he was passionate about making. You right. Know? And and you would uh, you could see how... You know, if you make a huge Marvel movie, because as much as like 2016 to 2019 is uh, a lot, a lot of time, it's also like not that much time. Yeah. And like directing years. Yeah. So you can see how he's like probably thinking about Doctor Strange stuff that whole time and, and working on some producing on other projects. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, I really like Black Phone, but I got to work on this. And then that's what happened, oh. though. And then um, on Twitter, someone asked him like a couple days ago. Uh, like if he had any say in who they chose as the new director. Okay. And he's he's active and he he'll he'll like answer people's questions and stuff. He's a fun follow. Um, and he says it was Marvel's choice, but as soon as I heard the news, I called Sam to congratulate him. I told him I thought he was perfect for the job and gave him my full blessing going forward. It was a really nice call. Nice. So all happy and quiet on the Western front. And. Then I wanted to let you know that uh, the character America Chavez 
first premiered in September of 2011 as a character nice. ever. Nice. So she is. Do you know what she appeared in? Uh, I don't remember. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so she is. I think it was like Young Avengers or something. Like oh, okay. That. Uh, but she's just a fairly new character. And yeah. when I was watching the movie, uh, you know, I read a ton of comics, and I was like, I don't know anything about this character. I don't know her powers. I don't know her story. Maybe that's part of why they chose. Well, not. I mean, I'm sure they chose whatever they think would work best for the story. Yeah. At the end of the day, but. I always wonder if it's like, oh, a fun bonus is a lot of people probably won't be familiar with this character. Yeah, but it was it was cool. I mean, I mean, you ask me even 10 years ago if they would get to the level where they're doing characters like America Chavez mm. or or even even though it's very. Oh, that's kind of a spoiler. Not really. I think so. OK, bleep it. OK, you know what? Why don't we go to actors? OK. So, oh, I guess I can't cover an act, a couple actors then. Maybe I should do actors after. Well, I'll just do part of the actors. So, Sochil Gomez plays America Chavez. Uh, she is also in the Babysitter's Club, Shadow Wolves, Roped Lone Drone, and Raven's Home. Uh, she is 16 as of right now. This is America Chavez? Yeah. Um, do you think that she is, like, she is the youngest uh, Marvel star? Is she, so she's I'm, only 16? Because I'm not including, like, Wanda's kids. Yeah. Because um, they're not superheroes or something. Wait. She's 16 now? Yeah. So that means they would have shot it when she was, like, yeah. 15. Yeah. I mean, she's got to be down there. Because I think even Tom Holland, I think he was, like, 17. I think he was, like, 18. 17 or 18, yeah. Yeah. So as far as, like, I don't know how old superhero, that's probably... That's probably the Zendaya's the youngest, like our age. Yeah. Um. So she's a couple years younger than us, but yeah, yeah. crazy. That's crazy. Good that for is her. crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm doing actors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sheila Atim plays Sarah. She is the girl that like sacrifices herself for Wong, like in place of Wong. To, oh okay. Uh, I just thought she was pretty badass um she's also in bruised the underground railroad and a couple other things um okay and then jet klein plays uh one of the sons of wanda so he is also in wandavision which most people know because a lot of people have watched that show uh-huh. he's also in z and skyscraper the, okay the kids the are movie. they're kind of bad right i thought they were fine i i, I think they were great they're kind of like charmingly bad yeah, they're like annoying, but they're also at that age where kids are kind of annoying. Yeah. Um, Jillian Hilliard is also is all, the other son, WandaVision as well, as well as Haunting of Hill House, the show, and The Conjuring. The devil made me do it. <laughs> Cry macho. And then I'll save others. Okay, so later. let's head straight into our spoiler section. Yeah. So that we can start talking about some of the nitty gritty. Spoiler alert! Anson Mount plays Black Bolt. He Black Bolt. Is also in Star Trek. He stars in Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. He's the captain. Whoa, Captain Pike. Okay. Um, and that's a prequel. Okay. Uh, he's also he also voices Batman in Injustice, that animated movie that came Kay. out last year. Uh, and then he's in Nonstop, Supremacy, Red Widow, Straw Dogs, and a million other things. 
And does he not play Black Bolt? Uh, I didn't look very deep in it, but when I looked him up last night, that's what I found. Okay, I'm going to look that up while you do that. Um, And then I'm just realizing this, and I didn't take notes, which is kind of dumb. But we have not covered Sir Patrick Stewart. Uh, no, I don't. Who plays? Who does he play? <laughs> Professor X. Thank you. Charles Xavier, of course. Um, He is an X-Men, guys. Yeah. Um, he's also in, wait, what? He's in a movie called Coda. That's not the same thing. That's funny. He's in Coda. Not the recent Best Picture winner. A oh, different okay. one. Um, he's in Charlie's Angels, The Kid Who Would Be King. Uh, I mean, it's, guys, it's Sir Patrick Stewart. He's, he's in, he is Picard, right? He is Picard. He's Picard, yeah. Um, you know him, you love him. Yeah, so Black Bolt, that actor w- did play him in the Inhumans ABC show that got canceled pretty quick. Mm. Yeah. And then John Krasinski. John Krasinski was in this. Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic. Uh, Reed Richards himself. Pretty nutso. Guys, it's John Krasinski. It's Jim Halpert. Yeah. It's also director and star of, the, of A Quiet Place. Of those quiet places. <laughs> and the second Quiet Places, too. Um so yeah, that's about it on the actors. Okay. Um. So what did you think looked so weird about John? I just Krasinski? feel like there's a little bit of a floating head situation on him. Oh wow! Not, I did not, not notice when he it at was, all. Not when he showed up, and not when he was in that chamber, but when he was standing off to Wanda, he looked weird to me. Oh, okay. Totally didn't notice that. That's great. Um. Yeah. So maybe I. I mean, hey, we can go a little out of order. Let's talk about the Illuminati. Yeah. Um, so, so I got to say first. Yeah. Did you look up the Illuminati thing? Because I didn't. No, I didn't. Okay. It, it is in the comics, though. You didn't tell me that last night. Yeah. Well, I, I literally just in the in the thing that I saw before, it said, like, what is the Illuminati? As I'm trying to find the Black Bolt information, and I saw a comic book panel of people around, like, a table. What so, I'm curious about is how long that's been around. Oh, okay. Because... When they said, when then the movie says we are like, are the Illuminati, it's like, as someone who doesn't read comics, first yeah. of all, I do assume that that's in the comics. Why would they make up something at this point? But <laughs> right. I also just felt like it's always kind of weird and kind of pulls me out of the moment a little bit when in any movie they reference something like a, let's say specifically like fantasy stuff, they reference something that is a reality to me, yeah, but it's not the same thing. It has a different meaning. Okay, yeah. And yeah. it's just a little like, wait, really? The the Illuminati? Whether or not it's a conspiracy, you know. Right. But that that was a little funny to me. But it, at the end of the day, it's not because it's it's canon. So the word Illuminati immediately conjures the specter of conspiracy theories and Assassin's Creed games. But Marvel's Illuminati aren't just a secret cabal of world leaders. They're a secret cabal of world leaders who are also superheroes. Created by Brian Bendis and Alex Maleev. They initially formed as a sort of united nations of superhero factions, a collaborative body between the Avengers, the X-Men, the Fantastic Four, the Inhumans, Wakanda, Atlantis, and Earth's magical community. Oh, so what's, what brings them all together? There's an Atlantis oh. in Marvel? Jordan. What? You don't know about Atlantis? No. Uh, well, you will because in Black Panther, Namor is supposed to be in it, who is the Submariner, king of Atlantis. Those words mean nothing to me, but that's awesome. He's cool. Namor freaking rules. I hope that they do him well because he's also 
like when you look at pictures of him in the comics, it's like he looks cool. And then if you try to imagine that being a real life person, it's like that will look stupid. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. His name what's his name? N A M O R. Namor the Submariner. Premiered in Fantastic Four and uh he rules. Cool. You taking a look at him right now? Yep. I think he's so cool. He looks like um he looks like um Sandman, but underwater. And way more buff. See, look at this. You must be looking at newer. Oh, oh, yeah. That you should look up. Look here. Let no, me see here. Wait, hold on. Look up. Look up. Uh, sixties Namor. Yeah, that's that's Namor right there. That's more Namor. We're in a speedo. Uh, go ahead. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so, well, actually, it doesn't make sense to talk about the Illuminati, does it? We kind of have to get there. Sure. So the movie begins with this. Uh, we're already in like this crazy. World. It starts loud. It's a very loud movie, which I kind of enjoyed. Um, I mean, I think I, my theory is that they just turned it up louder on like the opening weekends. But uh, there's like floating stuff in space. There's a book. There's Doctor Strange, but he looks but a, but a version different. of him we don't know. Yeah, he's got a ponytail, and he's speaking Spanish. Yeah. Which I thought it would have been cool if he spoke Spanish in this whole scene. Me too. So then it would have been like, oh, this version of Doctor Strange only speaks Spanish. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know why they didn't do that. but um, And so then we get introduced to America Chavez right mm-hmm. off the bat. Mm-hmm. And there's a tentacle monster that is attacking them. It's not like a tentacle monster, though. Okay. No, it's like the, it's like, um, it looks like ribbons almost. Right. Okay. I just, I just, it's not, it doesn't look like a, like, um, uh, it doesn't look like a real living, breathing thing. It just looks like a, a bun. I can't talk. Like a organism. But it doesn't look like an organism. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so it's attacking them and they're trying to get to this book. Mm-hmm. That's like, literally, it looks like it's heavenly. Like, like there's, mm-hmm. there's, uh, you know, stuff illuminating from it. Uh-huh. And. I mean, already I'm like, okay, baby, let's go. This yeah. is nice. And they're fighting for a while, and then Doctor Strange turns to Chavez, and he goes, I got to take your power. I'm sorry. If I don't do it, we're going to lose our power, and we'll, we'll die. Your sacrifice is, is, not, is, is like infinitely more, uh, is infinitely better than if you'd live. Yeah. And he starts sucking out her power, and she's screaming, and then he gets stabbed by the monster and she gets away and she like force dimension goes away. What did you think about the star thing? Star thing is awesome. Yeah. Love the star it's thing. It's such a choice too. Well, and that is, I mean, I'm sure that's how I've uh-huh. never read a comic with her, but uh-huh. I'm, I'm sure that's how it is. And it was cool that, that that's what I mean about the realism thing where they're like, no, she, teleports with a star we're gonna use a star instead of instead of being like no it has to be a circle or something yeah and it differentiates it because we see people portal all the time in this series yeah so i thought the star freaking ruled Mm -hmm. and i loved it i also am like i'm ready to see more of this character i like this character already a lot and then we get to see our boy mr steven strange and he wakes up with this great, like, twisty Sam Raimi shot where I'm like, okay, this is already kind of out there. 
Okay. And it's as if he woke up from a dream. Yes. Now, this theory I love. There, there's a theory that they say throughout the movie. Well, actually, they confirm it that whenever someone dreams, they are dreaming of another universe that their version of them lives in, mm-hmm. which is one of the cooler things I've ever heard in my which life. Which kind of reminds me, a uh, friend of the podcast, Taylor Brown, I yes. because you've attributed this to her. Oh, the deja vu thing? Yeah. yeah. Where she ha- you told me that she has said this, that deja vu could be the reason why we experience it is because another version of ourself was in the same moment. Yeah. It, I think she said it was, it was like, it's like um, a version a of you has like s- synced into you or something yeah. like that. Which I've always thought is kind of that fun. That is so cool. I mean, I don't believe in a multiverse, but if I did, I that I would believe in that. Yeah. Um. So, that's awesome. But he is getting ready. He looks nice. Yeah, he looks great. And he's going to a wedding. Yes, I like this little. Did did it? Did you think he was going to a wedding at the I, beginning? I always assume it's like a funeral or something. Because yeah. sometimes it's like, who died in the last couple movies or something, you know? Okay, because if you thought that, then I'm like, I think that's intentional. Yeah. Because he shows up, and it you don't well, like, see that's, what's that's happening. That's a good point, yeah. And I was like, oh, whose funeral is he attending? That's what I thought. Well, I knew right when they got to the church it wasn't a funeral because it was too loud. If it was a oh, funeral, it would be yeah. really quiet. Um, but I do get what you're saying, and I do th- I do agree with you with it being intentional because it's all like he's going to his own funeral because Christine is getting married, his love that well, he lost. Yeah. So it's like right, yeah. the end for him. I, I liked the – so as they're waiting for the wedding to begin, yeah. Michael Stuhlbarg. Uh, Stuhlbarg. Stuhlbarg. Uh, sits next to him. He's in the, f- the first Doctor Strange, also a surgeon. And when he sat next to him – I, I was like, Walking Phoenix is in this movie? It's kind of weird, but I get that. And, but then, not, but and then I was like, oh, but no, no, no. definitely not. Uh, he's in, is it just this one scene? And uh-huh. he got an and. He got a with. Oh, he got he a got with. with. Rachel um, got the Rachel and? McAdams got the and, I think. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I was I was like, oh, okay, I guess Walking Phoenix is in the MCU now. And I, I was sort <laughs> of like, cool. Okay, let's see what he does. And then... But I, I like this actor a lot too. I mean, he's always well. It would not have made sense if Joaquin was in it. But, oh no! Um, so they're talking. Are they talking about the blip? They are. Okay, because he said that like he's like I lost my two cats because he he blipped. Yeah. So he wasn't around for five years. His cats died. Uh, I think he and said, his brother and his brother died. Yeah. And I I think the gist of what he's kind of asking is like, are you happy? Like, do you feel good for what you did? Or no, he said, like, was there, are you sure there weren't any other possible outcomes? Because if yeah. you remember in Endgame, he goes through all versions. Yeah. And he, there's only one and that's what we got. And then he's like, he's like, no, there was no other way. And, and Michael Stuhlbarg's like, of course you would say that. The guy, yeah. you, you always have to hold the knife. You always are yeah. the surgeon. I mean, that's more what, what Rachel McAdams says, but. But it's uh, anyone who knew him in his past, that's how they feel about him. Yeah. Um, I loved that. That was a good table setting. Just oh, a, yeah. a, a mood setting. So then Ray, um, Christine gets married. Yes. And um, and she just gets married. I, I, I loved it. I assumed yeah. that like, that wasn't going to happen or something. We always or think it would that be because. undone or something. In some ways, you know, Mar- Marvel's getting experimental these days but at the same time it's kind of cookie cutter good guy always wins kind of stuff um so you do think like no he'll get he'll end up with her but when she gets married it's like no he's 
definitely not ending up with her because they're not gonna like make her divorce or kill her husband like like especially that, when they show stay. him and he, he like he doesn't really have any lines of dialogue and he he looks nice and he seems nice yes. so it's like oh they're not gonna take this away from her no it, it had to be like he he turns to dr strange and he's he like does something magical and you're like, okay, that's a bad guy or yes. something. But but no, she's just happy. And at the reception, she they're talking and she does ask him if he's happy. Yes. And he... I think he's kind of confused by the question. Yeah. I mean, he does what we all do when we're asked how we're doing. We say, I'm doing good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing good. Whether you're doing terrible or not. Yeah. And then he inappropriately at her wedding is kind of like, we could have maybe made it work. And she's like, no, we couldn't. You, she said, you always I, have to have control. Well, I liked exactly what she said was, you always have to hold the knife, Stephen. And that's something I can respect you for, but not love you for. Oh, yeah. That's great. And right away, I'm just like, oh, I'm so glad, because she hasn't been in any movie since Doctor Strange. I'm like, I'm so glad they got Rachel McAdams again. Yeah. She's so good. She is. She's just a national treasure. <laughs> I love her so much. Um, and this sets up a great character thing that he's going to learn through this movie mm-hmm. because all of his other versions are like him and they're willing to take America Chavez's power. Mm-hmm. And this version is going to learn to not hold the knife. Well, and it, conceivably no other versions of him end up with Christine too. Yeah. Is what he learns. Um, yeah. So um, during the wedding, he is whisked away on superhero duties. When yes. a, a commotion is going on in the streets of New York city. Yeah. Love this the whole like he gets the, awesome. the cape out and it like changes his outfit into his uniform or yeah costume uniform? costume uh that looks great i love that people uh, up at the wedding up in this like several floors up are just watching excitedly because we're now living in a world where this is just a daily thing especially right, right. if you live in new york city yeah um but yeah and so there then there's this giant can i say tentacle monster but we don't see it yet Oh, that's right. Which is fun. We see America come out, uh-huh. and she's running around. Cars are flying. And, yeah, there's like chaos happening, and then he casts a spell, and we see this huge monster with an eyeball that's ginormous. You've seen it in the trailers. Yeah. Uh, I was happy. I okay, was excited to see love this, this thing. I was excited to see the creature, but I was happy that it was in the act one because that yeah. makes me just feel like oh, the the trailer was good. You know. Yeah. They didn't give yeah. too much away. Um. But this fight is kind of long in a good way. Uh-huh. And and when I was watching it, I was like, I I can't believe how much better Sam Raimi is than most of these directors because I was actually engaged in the fighting. Yeah. Which is just not it's not always a given with these movies. Yeah. Even even some of these that I like, it's like, okay, but the the fight is like the least exciting part of this movie. Right. Yeah. And this movie's like, no, the Gonzo stuff is the best part. Uh-huh. Like the quiet moments are not the best part, which is not common for these movies. True um ironically uh, right but yeah he wong <laughs> shows up and starts fighting too yeah and i think he does catch up with america at one point but she just starts running again so it's just like who is this what's going on but also uh, how come i know like i've seen this person before mm-hmm. so she gets flung onto uh, a building and the tentacle yeah. monster's trying to get up to her uh, Wong and Doctor Strange are having a hard time trying to vanquish it. And did you notice that when she's up uh, and it's like trying to smash her down, she like kicks down on the loose c- cement yeah. and a star breaks off. Yeah. That was a nice, just tiny bit of foreshadowing. Yeah. Loved that. Um, 
And then Doctor Strange stabs it in the eye. Is it Doctor Strange or does so Wong Doctor do Strange it? uses like magical beast hands to pull oh, up? Oh yeah, a, that was so cool. <laughs> a light post, stab the creature in its eye, and pull it out, and it pulls the eye out of the socket. It was and it's grisly. like bloody uh-huh. and like tendrily and stuff. Uh-huh. And right then and there, I was like, I love this movie. Uh-huh. Like. And and that's what I'm saying about this whole thing is like there's there's so much exciting visuals happening and exciting things that we haven't seen in this universe that it's worth the price of admission alone. Yeah. So that's happening, and I'm like, okay, like yeah. like you're just you, this is a Sam Raimi movie. They did not neuter him. He is going for it. I'm saying that. That's you don't want weird. me to say neuter. I don't know. I don't like it. What about um spade him? Is that better? So America runs away. They catch yes. up to her. Uh and they go get some pizza. Yes. And they're just they're talking and Steven says, How come I know I've seen you before? Or no, no, do they go up to the roof first? Or do they get pizza first? I don't know. Um, but they're talking and he so yeah, he says, How come I I've seen you before? She tells him well, the dream thing we discussed. She is scared of him because she's been around a Doctor Strange before, and like we just saw, it tried taking her power. So she doesn't trust him. Yeah. And I like I like that we as a viewer understand why she wouldn't. Right. Rather than just being aloof. Yeah. But I, I liked the the pizza scene. I, I thought that was all funny and well written. Yeah. Where like they are in a public place, so someone comes up with their phone, asks if they can take a picture, and he's like, "Sorry, I mind," because they're in the middle of something. Right. And then Wong is like interested, like you went to Christine's wedding, yeah. and then he, what he's interested in what whatever's going on with this America girl. And then he's like answering all of their questions yeah. in like a triple dialogue thing. Yeah. So they're finding out that that like. These creatures are coming to get her Mm -hmm. because she can go through multiverses. Mm -hmm. But she can't control it. Yes, she doesn't know how to control it. But to remove her power from her would kill her. Yes. And so Doctor Strange is like, okay, I have an idea. Uh, And there's something about runes somewhere, and they're like, okay, we need to talk to a witch. Well, I will say that the... The first monster at the very beginning of the movie and then the tentacle monster had runes on them. That's what it was. So I think it's it's to show that they are serving someone higher than them. Yeah. Um, but so they do, before talking to Wanda, they do go up to a roof and this is where she showed up in this reality. And she there's the body of the Doctor Strange from right. the beginning of the movie and he's dead and they bury him. Yeah, um, which totally at the end of the movie when that came back, I was like, oh, oh I'm okay. Always, I'm always a sucker for it. It's just like, I would have never guessed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, and you can almost imagine like when when the guy's writing this movie, he's like, okay, so now he needs to possess it. Wait a second. We had one at the beginning of the movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. Perfect. That's great. I mean, that's, that's romantically how I view him writing this script. Yeah, what I also love in stuff like this too when – you know, he's telling her, like, this is what we need to do. And she says, how do I know I can trust you? And he says, I don't know. You're just going to have to trust me. Yeah. It's just like, that's great. Yeah. Um, That's when he brings up Wanda. Yep. So he's like, I'm going to go visit her and talk to her about this because we have a witch in our corner. Yeah. Now, I would be curious if any of you watch this movie because we're so inundated with all of these Marvel things and it's so intertwined. I did think at the beginning of this movie, I was kind of like, could someone just go see this movie? Yeah. I, I think they tried to design them so that you can. But but 
it felt like if you hadn't seen WandaVision, you would be at a pretty big disadvantage to understanding the emotional complexities of the movie. Yeah. Um, and I think there would be a couple things that you would just have to accept that you don't know what they are. Cause in this scene, when he's talking to her, she does talk about vision. And if you've not seen any other movies, yeah, it, that's not a name. Like that's a name for a character, but let's say you, this is a, one of the first Marvel movies you've seen or whatever. You would just be like, what's a vision. Right. Like, so she had a vision. Well, and she talks about Westview, which yeah. is the town that she like controlled. Yeah. Um, but, what was cool, so in this scene, we basically find out, or, or I don't know if it's in this scene, but but we, she's being deceptive. She's been using the Darkhold, which is this evil ancient book, which if we know anything about Sam Raimi, he's good with evil ancient books. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and she's the one who's sending these creatures to get her because what she is attempting to do is put herself in another dimension where she has those kids. Mm -hmm. And she knows she has the kids because she dreams about them every I night. I love the reveal of that. Because yeah. we like cut to Wanda and she is with her sons. And yeah. they're just, she's tucking them into bed. It's all very cute, cookie cutter life in a way. I do think it is interesting that there is no vision at all. Yeah. Uh, because it, to me, it's almost as if like she's accepted that that, or, or in every other reality, he's just gone. Yeah, or, and her or kids maybe are her priority. Like going back to what you just said, like like her those other Wandas are like more well adjusted. Yeah, so they like accepted, accepted his death. Yeah, um, but she, uh, but th but then she wakes up, and that those things are all dreams, like we said. I really yeah. like because in the trailer, a, a big moment that was really interesting to me was um, when she's talking to Doctor Strange and is like when you change things or mess with reality or whatever it is, like pe people congratulate you for it or thank you for it. When yeah. I do it, people are scared or it's wrong. You know, people yeah, come after that me. That doesn't seem fair. And in the trailer, it it really felt like, you know, he's coming to her for help still. Uh -huh. And she's warning him that it's just probably not going to go down well. That's yeah. how it felt in the trailer. Yeah. And I love in this that the, the reveal is like, it, it all it all means the same thing. But it, it just has a different note to it. Yeah. Of like, what? So what is going on? Yeah. And, and sorry. It, it was it was interesting that, and I I kind of liked this uh, that this movie had nothing to do with Spider Man. I, yeah. I because the trailers kind of there was like a sentence or something that made it like made it sound like Wanda was talking about. I think it was this conversation where I just filled in the blanks like. Oh, she's talking about how he messed with the multiverse. I think that's with what I was thinking of too. Yeah. But in this movie, you see that she's like, "No, you had me kill my husband, Vision, and then you let half of the population die, and you're a hero, mm -hmm. and I enslaved a town for a few months, and I'm a villain mm -hmm. just so that I could be with these people that you made me kill." Mm -hmm. I don't see how that's right. Yeah, and I just love this. Is so interesting to me yeah. that we have this whole show WandaVision where she is, has a hold on all these people to create this perfect life. And then it's all broken down because it's not possible and uh -huh. it's not okay that she's doing this. And I just assume by the end of it, it's like, well, she learned her lesson. It's really sad that she's lost everything, Yeah, but she has, and she has to move on. Just a great thing about grief. Yeah. And then 
in this movie, it's like, oh, no, she's not over it. In fact, it's almost like pushed her further into figuring out how to make yeah, it real. Yeah. That's dark yeah. and sad. And I sympathize with her villain, which is great. Yeah, and there was there there's a post credit scene in WandaVision where we see her at this location and she's like walking around having fun and then it goes to the bedroom and there is like her astral self like studying the dark hold. Okay. But uh, I mean I I saw I think people figured it out. I didn't know what she was doing. I was yeah. just like, "Oh, okay. She's studying." I I don't know. Yeah. Uh I didn't realize this is where the story would go. Yeah. But I I like where it goes and um I I thought it was really nuts. Like, the, so in WandaVision, Elizabeth Olsen is great. Mm-hmm. She's really great in the show. But this is easily her best performance in all of the movies she's been in. Yeah. Like, no contest. And she freaking, like, she, she perfectly balances going totally ham- and cheesy in in the the tone that the movie is setting in like a Willem Dafoe Green Goblin Spider Man way, where she's going nuts, and then she's also able to pull those emotional dramatic moments perfectly. So, yeah. I was I was genuinely like, man, I mean, she's probably the performance of the movie for me. Yeah, I would agree with that. And um, I mean, I I thought I thought Benedict Cumberbatch was great, but I think the excitement of this new character. Uh, America Chavez is probably number two for me. Okay. And then number three is Bruce Campbell, of course. <laughs> Papa Pizza. Papa gets his pizza. Oh, that was another thing. Um, before the movie started, I turned to Jordan and I said, I hope that Bruce Campbell's in this movie because Sam Raimi usually has him uh, cameo in his movies. And I'm like, that would be so awesome. And you you were like, oh, I'm going to look it up. And you looked it up and I was like, no, don't, don't, don't tell me. And you're like, no, I'm not going to tell you. And then we like we're talking about Bruce Campbell, and you said you said well maybe he was filming this movie when that happened. <laughs> and whoops. Th- then I didn't even register it, but then you said oh whoops, and I was like oh, okay so he's in this movie, <laughs> but it's fine it's yeah. fine it's not like a real spoiler. So you rewatched the last episode of Wandavision? I did. Uh, did it make more sense to you in any way? Yeah it uh, the last episode of Wandavision is pretty good actually. Um, wow that's awesome. It's I I think I was so taken aback when we watched it that that they didn't explain why the white vision was there, yeah. And it was in a post credit scene that I didn't know I had to watch um, of maybe two or three post credit scenes in the whole show. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So that whole thing was pretty confusing, but once I knew that that was happening, I was able to get on board and like actually pay attention because when we first watched it, the whole time I'm just like, when are they going to explain this? When are they going to explain this? But yeah, that was such a weird choice to leave like an important plot point in so the post credit scenes. I feel like they've kind of learned their lesson. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I've never. T- you're only the only other person I've talked to about it. So I don't know if people are crying about it, but I just think with the shows, don't don't do a post credit scene. No, just I mean, the post credit scenes are basically useless anyway because uh-huh. they kind of. They typically set stuff up that doesn't really happen. Yeah. Like, for example, uh, the the post-credit scene of Doctor Strange shows Chiwetel Ejiofor, and he goes and he kills, or no, he takes away the power from the guy who got his legs back in Doctor Strange 1. What are you talking about? 
This happened in this movie? In the post-credit scenes oh, of Doctor Strange. I th- thought you meant this movie. Okay, 2016 Doctor Strange. He takes away, uh-huh. you know what I'm talking about now, yep. right? And then he's like, I'm going to ki- I'm gonna get rid of all of the, the witchcraft in the world because oh, yeah. he's been, you know, burned by the Ancient One. And then in this, he, like that version of him isn't even in Doctor Strange, the sequel. Yeah. So it's like, okay, uh, you know, just kind of another pointless post-credit scene, but they're always fun to watch, mm-hmm. but they're usually like, all right, whatever. Yeah. Like I, I think about like the Venom post-credit scene in Spider-Man and it's like, that's never going to come back. Yeah. They're, they're never going to do anything with that. Yeah. So Wanda gives him this ultimatum, ultimatum really. And she says... I'm going to take America, whether you like it or not, have her ready at this time, this place. Mm-hmm. At Car- Carmitage, I think she says. Mm-hmm. And um, Dr. Strange is like, no, we're not going to do that. After what you just revealed to me. Yeah. Like she took off her, like we said, her hex. And she's, oh, not, yeah, she's yeah. not in an apple orchard. She's in a barren wasteland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, Cool. Cool. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, and then we have this battle scene at Carmitage where there is a bison creature. Well, that was going to say, that's another ding I have against this movie. How can you just throw in this moss-colored bull thing uh-huh. or water buffalo thing and not address it? No. Okay. I'm going to fight against you here. Okay. I think that that freaking rules because if we if we start having... Marvel movies where there are characters <laughs> that look this insane and they don't even explain them. How many more can they populate in the world? No, I know. I think it's cool, but I, it is just like, who is this? Why are they here? I love them. What's their name? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was cool though. And yeah, he was moss colored, which was an interesting choice yeah. too. I mean, I'm sure it's a character in the comic mm-hmm. books. Um, but uh, so Wanda shows up. And this is when, because they kept the plot pretty under wraps, as they mm-hmm. usually do with these, where it's like, I don't really know what this movie's about going into it. And then she just starts going ham. But what's crazy is it's not just people at the at Car- Carmitage. Yeah. It's the Hong Kong sec- sector and the London sector show up, too. Yeah. It's like everyone's banding together. And then... Wanda starts getting into their minds, which is cool because she did that in the first movie she was in, Ultron. She would like get into people's minds, yeah. and so that was kind of like, okay, we're bringing bringing her full circle, kind of. Yeah. And then, I liked how they did it too. Yeah, she just is like run, but she like how she appears. It's cool. It was shot very well. Yeah, she's getting in their heads. Then they the the shield comes down, and, and this part I was a little like, you know, it, it's not quite as exciting visually but it's like okay you know this is more like kind of this looks more marvelly mm-hmm. to me than the rest of the I movie i don't need it to be insane though no not necessarily personally. and I, i'm just kind of pointing out like okay you know like this sequence wasn't nearly as exciting to yeah. me yeah um but then is this when they go through the portal yep yeah, yeah oh okay yeah so she is she knocked down their defenses. Everyone's trying to take her down. It's not working. People are dying. Yeah. And they're holding America in like a safe place within yeah. Carmitage. And um they're they're oh, and she starts coming up through the reflections. She, she's right? like she comes up. Oh no, okay. So Doctor Strange puts her into the mirror 
dimension yes that was really cool very cool but she figures out how to get past it she's using the reflections and she pulls a couple dudes through reflections which is like that's scary where like puddles of water so they're covering up all these puddles of water yeah i love that so cool and then i thought wong was just straight up dead because she like flings him aside and his like neck lands on a step and it was just like it was such a thud that I was like, ooh, I think he's dead. And then later on, I thought he was dead like three times in this movie. <laughs> because like he's a great and essential character, but I would understand if they killed him off. Oh, I would he would be like one of the more shocking characters to me if that, they killed that him. That makes sense. But but it's also like I he is big enough that they would give him a big yeah, like, they it would wouldn't be a just big throw him death. away. Yeah. He, so he's kind of like like think about Dwight Schrute where it's like the his, person you most mediums. <laughs> yeah, like like he would almost be more shocking than like Doctor Strange dying because he's the person you would most medium expect. Yeah, he he's the foundation to the Doctor <laughs> Strange stuff. But um, yeah, so she starts taking over America's powers because she also knocks right. Doctor Strange out. Right. He comes to. She like gets so the only time she knows when her power works is when she gets scared. Yeah. So the portals open. She's freaking out. Doctor Strange like pulls her through with him. And then they go through a lot of dimensions. There, this is a, a multi. It's a multiverse montage. Yeah, and I, this was like one of the coolest shots. This is where in the trailer it shows where he his like face like splits apart as uh-huh. he's yelling. Uh, they went through a cartoon world. I feel like they went through more than one. Oh, I I, I, I like think was, I only caught one. I feel like there was another animated one. Well, there was one where they were paint. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there were just all these other ones. And that was really cool. It's just that's the kind of stuff I could watch all day. I, I know when when the shot I was like I feel like the shot was definitely long enough, but if yes. it was twice as long, I would not have complained at all. No, but it 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 did feel like oh this is longer than I expected the shot to go, but it could still be twice as long. Yeah, because I I'm always gonna be excited to see what is a uh, a multi dimensional thing. Yeah, which hey shout out and plug because we'll never cover it on this podcast. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. If you want another multiverse movie, that movie is even better than this movie. And I hope that anyone's listening to this is already like, I've seen it three times already. Yeah, hopefully. Because it's that cool. Yeah, that is the best movie of the year so far, and I will be shocked if I like another movie better than that movie. Wow. I will be genuinely shocked. I don't think anything stands a chance. That's just like everything I like about movies. It's everything and everywhere. All at all once. All at once. <laughs> um, but so they end up at they they crash land yeah. at a another re- another re- reality in the same spot where she did on the roof of that building. Yeah. Um a very I did see a very funny tweet today where someone said for um a movie where they go to a bunch of multiverses pretty weird or or pretty uninteresting that the craziest thing that they see is that a red light means go. <laughs> I, I yeah I think it's it's one of those things where it's like of course whichever one they land on is going to be like something that me as the viewer can at least like understand what's happening because it's yeah if anything it's just visually different in, in minute ways everyone wears hats though yeah and I no, was kind of confused no wait hold it. on I was kind of confused when the Illuminati people were not wearing hats and Rachel McAdams wasn't wearing a hat so like everyone on the street was wearing a hat uh huh and then. Later on, the people I, maybe they don't wear a hat in the building. 
Wait, did they get captured on this on yes, this one, this or do the, they go into another one? No, this is the same one. Oh. So that one I'm a little confused on. <laughs> okay. Other than like, of course, I don't want to put people in hats. That yeah. doesn't look good. But because uh, because when they got there, everyone's staring at them. Uh-huh. And I think they're all staring at them because, well, pr- I guess. One, <laughs> I love that you caught this. Wait, I did not catch this I'm, at I'm all. I'm sure actually now, though, they're all staring at him because they're like, he's dead. Why is he here? Mm-hmm. But what I was thinking was, how come they're not wearing hats? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that might. That that might have I I don't think that that's an intentional thing, but I kind of love it. I I want to watch it again just think, to track I think the hats. Bruce Campbell was wearing a hat. Yeah, I think he was wearing a little like you like know street cap. street vendor oh street vendor cap yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they're in this other universe. We have the Bruce uh, uh Bruce Campbell um, cameo cameo where Papa gets his pizza. <laughs> Papa gets his pizza. Uh, because America's like, you always just got to eat whatever universe you're is, especially if there's pizza. So she's eating these pizza balls. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, in most other universes, food is free. It's weird that you guys have to pay for it. Yeah. And then you hear Bruce Campbell and he's like, Hey, you didn't pay for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, um, and then Sam puts on another layer of Sam Raimi uh-huh. because not only is it Bruce Campbell, who was just super campy yeah. that alone, it's like, okay, Sam Raimi, but then he puts on another layer of, Doctor Strange puts like a little curse on him and he's hurting, he's hitting himself like a cartoon character. Yeah. And it's like, I've, why does this feel so, I feel like I've seen Bruce Campbell hurt himself before. <laughs> Evil Dead. Yeah. Specifically too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, and just to talk about the post credit scene, this was the best post credit scene in the entire universe. <laughs> it was really good. Because the post post credit scene. Yeah, because Doctor Strange is like that curse is going to last a week or 3 weeks where he's punching himself and hurting himself. And then it cuts to him, he's bruised and battered and he's punching himself. And then he looks at his hand and he stops. And then he looks at the screen because we've all been sitting in the theater looking at the post credits and, and he, he says, goes, "It's, it's over." over. And that's the best one. Yeah, it's good. I defy you to find a better one. Well, I always love the. Isn't there a really good Stan Lee one? Where I don't talk- think he's ever in the post credits. Oh always no, in I think the movie I'm thinking proper. of. Yeah, I'm thinking of. It was in the middle of a movie when he's talking to the Watchers. Oh yeah, that's Guardians too. That's <laughs> yeah. Such I, that's a funny cameo, I guess. One of, no, I think that's like one of my favorite Stan Lee cameos. Yeah. Throughout it, but um, another another thing visually about the movie. I uh, it just reminded me, and part of this is you know I haven't read a lot of Doctor Strange, but um, this just felt there was something about it that reminded me of like Jack Kirby, and and I'm remembering Steve Ditko drew him too back in the day, but I think mostly Jack Kirby, I think Steve Ditko drew him, but it just felt like like because remember in the Eternals I talked about how those were like Jack Kirby's guys, okay. and to make the movie so bland to look at uh color palette wise oh yeah was just disappointing because yeah. it's like jack kirby would have watched this and been like oh okay yeah thanks for sucking all the life out of my drawings and this felt like you know if jack kirby was at the theater he'd be like whoa yeah they're bringing my stuff to life this is crazy yeah um i just liked how the movie looked so much it looked great so they go to the is it called the inner sanctum or the Sa- the new york sanctum mm-hmm uh, and they see there's a statue of Doctor Strange. It's a it's a brooding like almost Dark Knight level statue, 
Oh, like the end of Dark Knight Rises? Yeah. Um, and it, there's a plaque that says, like, in honor of Doctor Strange who gave his life to defeat Thanos. So basically it's Earth's like... Earth's mightiest hero. Yeah, he's a huge, huge hero. Yeah. Potentially, possibly even bigger than yeah. in his reality. And what that means, he's dead. Yeah. So who do they run into but Mordo? Mordo, yeah. Mordo. And he doesn't... He seemingly does not hate Doctor Strange in this universe. Well, we have a classic, which we're going to talk about next week on our podcast. We have a classic Lando Calrissian Harrison Ford moment where... Oh, yeah. Doctor Strange shows up like Han Solo in episode five, and he goes, he goes, what are you... You know, it, it seems tense, and then he's like, how you doing? Yeah. You know, so I just wanted to do my, my Lando again. Yeah. And uh, even to the point where he actually is double-crossing him, just like Lando Calrissian. It's exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. Uh, but he, he gets him inside, and they, they're they talking about, like, this is what's happening. We need help. Are, are they asking for protection? Yeah. They, well, they, they want... They, they're asking about oh, they the... Need the... They need the book. Uh, book of Vishanti. Yes. Wait, so is that's not the same book that... The dark book is called The Darkhold. The good book is the Vishanti. And they need it because it'll counter her. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Mor- Mordo is, but he drugs him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they are now prisoners to this. Uh, and they are, it's explained that, like, them being here can cause, like, an inversion, and it can destroy their reality by them even showing up. And it yeah. can also destroy his reality or both. So they need to... And then I like, it was also just a nice touch that Rachel McAdams is like, you also are from another reality. What if you carry a disease? We have no, me- we can't. Yeah, that's prevent. a good touch. Um, so we need to study you and test you. So her, him and America are just in these two glass cages. They're trapped and he can't use his powers. Oh, and we've also found out that America's parents. Oh, yeah. Like we find out her backstory. Her parents are like hanging out with her as, as a young girl. They're very idyllic planet or yeah. reality whatever and then america is stung by a bee uh-huh sh- uh, and it like opens up a portal and her moms go flying into the portal and then she does and she too. does too and she can't find her parents and she's assumed that they're dead yeah um that uh, when the bee stung her and that happened i was kind of like oh that's incredibly goofy very goofy and then but not for a child but but then when the movie progressed and i was like oh yeah this is all like they're happening because of emotions that's mm-hmm. why this power happens that makes sense yeah I, it was I, great i, I think also, when it happened the, that time though i was like really that's how she lost her parents but uh, as on, the movie Mike, went on kid, I, give her a break <laughs> i also liked in that same time there's a a memory of dr strange in this reality um where he's with christine at dinner mm-hmm. and I thought that they were together, but they're not. Yeah. Because, because I think, well, no, we know that because later on, so, you know, he's dead. Yeah. He sacrificed himself. And then later on he asks her, does it work out between us? And she yeah. said, no, not really. So yeah. I think it's the same where he was just t- so dedicated to his thing that it never allowed her into yeah. in the picture. So I, I think they I did. Also, look, I, sorry. I'm sorry. I keep no, cutting it's okay, off. It's okay. Um, I did not read that as that was this this world's Doctor Strange's memory. I read that as that was his own memory. Why would they have that? Well, because the machine's like, this will tell a memory. And it even tells one of America's memories, and she's not from the universe. I just don't think it... I think it's this one because the, the watch is in it, too. The same watch. And that's what she gives him. 
Yeah. I, I think the watch is just like a constant, uh, just as Christine is a constant. Yeah, I just don't think it's the same. Okay. Because, this is also because, that Doctor Strange doesn't have facial hair. Uh-huh. And then later on when the, when the Illuminati is explaining to him what what they had they had to kill him because uh-huh. of what he did, he looks like that guy in that memory. Okay. So I th- I don't think it's his reality. Okay. Me. Okay. Did she have red hair in the flashback? I don't remember. Okay. Well, well, next time we watch it, we will be on the lookout. If you have any thoughts, please tell them in a five-star Apple review of this podcast. And please go to patreon.com. Well, here's another thing. Hey, this is the plug. Yeah, shed it about the Patreon. plug. Patreon.com slash Michael McCaw. the show notes. And then it's in the show notes, and you can listen to Hidden Fortress and our watch-along on Star Wars next no month. No one cares about Star Wars right now. We're talking about Doctor okay, Strange. Okay, but I'm just telling you, it's only three, three bucks. But That's a price of coffee. Less than. Micah, please stop. So in this world... It's like a, it's a service that they're providing. You pay for this to watch your memories. Yeah. Which means like in this reality, there's no privacy. They're uh-huh. just, they're tracking you on every level. Why? Like, how could they possibly have from his reality, his memories? Yeah. If this is like a business and a service it provides. I guess you're right. Thank you. I guess you're right. I'll take my gloves off. <laughs> <laughs> Um, isn't that though, like you're getting down to like, I'm taking the gloves off. Like now I'm getting down to business. So you're putting your gloves on. No, I'm taking them off. Okay. Um, so they've been captured and, um, I, I didn't know that Rachel McAdams could also pull off red hair. So <laughs> great on her. Come on, Mike. She can pull off literally anything. Well, that's what She's I'm learning. Best. Um, and now I just want to watch game night again. Oh gosh. That'd be so good. <laughs> it's so funny. I just saw in that show the offer which what's, what's that again the whole uh francis ford coppola show oh yes that i think on a future episode you'll hear me complaining about <laughs> but um, i saw that billy magnuson is in it and i follow him on instagram and i saw that he posted some pictures of him being in the show like on set hanging yeah. out with people like one with him and um miles teller and stuff because he's in the show and um they're like he's like in western get up uh-huh. Okay. And so at first I'm like, what is what is he doing? <laughs> and then I see I'm like sliding through and then he has a picture of Robert Redford on there and I was like, "Hold." Was he playing Robert on. Redford? I was like, "Va va boom. Billy Magnuson is playing Robert Redford in this <laughs> show. Could things get hotter?" <laughs> <laughs> that was fun to find out today. Still not going to watch the show. Yeah. Well, what is it on? It's like Showtime or something, I think. Yeah, no one in or the Paramount world owns Plus, Showtime. So don't... Oh, it's yeah. no, it's probably Paramount Plus because Paramount produced The Godfather. So. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, so <laughs> then Doctor Strange is brought before the Illuminati. And we sort of touched on it before. But we have... Um, I think I love that they... Sorry, go ahead. We have Black Bolt, yep. who is an inhuman. And when he speaks... He can just like cause havoc. Well, he, according to Google, when I looked him up, okay, his voice causes death. Okay, his voice is death. Okay, and he uh, he premiered in Fantastic Four, and he is cool. And I like how it, it's not quite the original design of Black Bolt, but it's pretty. I mean, they they didn't try to like realism up Black Bolt. Does he he look looks silly in the comic nice books? and goofy like he does in the oh, comic books. Nice, and I liked him a lot in this and i was for someone who's read like four comics that have him before they even reveal his power of of this death thing uh 
I was weirdly very excited to see Black Bolt. In oh, this that's movie. that's cool. I was like, cool, some guy. I that this they just milked it for all it was worth, and I thought that they totally it's all it's all earned at this point, and I yeah. loved it. So they show the Black Bolt guy, and I'm like, hmm, I don't know. Yeah, and and then from there on out, it's like, oh, Peggy. Right, yeah, Peggy, Peggy Carter. Carter. So, did they still call her Captain America? I don't remember. I well, I think she's Captain Britain. Captain, did, did they say that? Because they said I don't something. think they actually said anything in the movie. Well, they, I think they do because they say and Captain Marvel. Oh, okay. So they then I'm sure they did. Um, that was fun. I I meant before seeing this movie, I saw some headline of something of like why watching What If will yeah uh it's good before watching Doctor Strange or something. And that, when I saw her, I was like, that's what that means. Totally, yeah. Um, and then Monica Rambeau mm-hmm. was Captain Marvel in this universe. Very cool. Instead of, I was excited to see her. Uh, Brie Larson's character. Um, and then Mister Fantastic shows up, and when he does, someone in our audience goes, "Yes!" And then there were a couple other rumblings that, was and there fun. was like a like, and and Jordan thought after the movie she was like. She was like, wow, I can't believe someone would react that heavily to John Krasinski. The over over uh, Sir Patrick. Yeah. Which we and, already kind of knew he was going to be in it. Right. We kind of knew he was in the movie, but I was like, no, Jordan, I don't think they were reacting to John Krasinski. <laughs> this is opening night of a Marvel movie. People were excited to see Mr. Fantastic. I just, I just didn't know that. Um, I, I guess I don't quite understand that people like Fantastic Four. I mean, I, Because yeah. we haven't really ever gotten a good movie. Yeah, I mean, Fantastic Four is like second to Spider Man, right? Yeah, like from well, from my child memory, I loved the first one. Yeah, loved yeah. it so much. But um, well, I guess I mean I don't know about modern day, but but yeah, I mean Dan Slott's writing Fantastic Four now, so you know it's got to be good. Yeah. Um, but I mean I think X Men Two are probably about as popular. They're probably like top tier these days as well because they've been top tier since the eighties. Yep. Um, but yeah, Sir Patrick Stewart is in this as Charles Xavier. Does he, um, is that like the thing he rides in even in X-Men? Or I don't think he has it. I think it was way different. Okay. Cause it, I, yeah, it looks silly, but yeah. in a fun way. I'm not in a, this is a different it. universe way. This is yeah universe 838 kind of way. Yeah. They also did something. Now this is nerdy rabbit hole, Jordan. And this is so stupid that I'm going to say this, but they identify this universe as universe 616. Yeah. Which the comics have Marvel comics is always universe 616 unless they go outside of that. And I thought there was a tiny missed opportunity. And but maybe it would have made people mad, but they should have called it a different universe so that it's like the oh. comics are in one universe. Yeah. And then the comic book movies are in like 670 or something. Ica, that's cool. I I thought that would have been cool. But I do understand upsetting people. Yeah. Um but it would have upset the people that they already have their ticket every time they make a I know. movie. So well, it's like even if it was like six one seven, like it's adjacent. I know right that there. I I thought that that because they literally like adapt the comic books, so it doesn't really make sense that they're in that same universe. Yeah, you know. But I understand. I'm getting in a very nerdy, nitty gritty way <laughs> on that. But they're all talking. So they they tell him. It, it's not Wanda that we're worried about. It's you. Yeah. Because. Yeah, this so was great. Then they explain the Doctor Strange of our reality is not a hero, but we just, it sometimes it makes sense to lie to really cut through it. Yeah. Um. So we had to make him the hero 
in reality, Thanos shows up in our reality, and do- our Doctor Strange believes the only way to defeat him is using the Darkhold. Yeah, is by consulting. Very that. cool. Yes, and um, even it even got to a point where he knew it wasn't going to work, and he continued with it anyway, and yeah. it destroyed him, and it it was destructive. Yeah. So then. By the end of their Thanos story. And it shows them like up on the Titan planet. Then, and Thanos was dead. Yeah. So that like was cool. it worked. They got him yeah. on that planet instead of how our Avengers failed on that planet. Oh, wait. Wait, what? Say that again. Because remember in Infinity War, the Avengers, some of the Avengers are up on the Titan planet and they fight Thanos and they fail. That was the same planet. Yeah, in this shot, it was like the this dimension's version of that planet. Oh, I didn't catch that. That's they, cool. They fought and they beat him there with the help of the Darkhold. And then because he used it, Doctor Strange is like, you have to kill me because yeah. I'll be too powerful. And so they kill him. And then they tell everyone on Earth, like, he he's the one who did it all. Gotta say, love but. the Black Bolt thing with that too. Because I don't know anything about Black Bolt oh, yeah. at all. And uh, prior to this even happening, like minutes before, and he's using sign language, I was like, cool, this, there's a character that, is mute or deaf that's cool yeah and then he uses his power and i like how he does it by saying i'm sorry yeah it's all it was just like i don't know anything about this reality other than it's kind of similar but the emotional weight is even here too within this brief amount of time we have with it yeah so before we move on from this do you think that in our reality when they uh introduce it do you think that john krasinski is going to play mr fantastic Oh, I don't know. Uh, This is uh, just a purely, like, guessing. Because they can say yes, or, I mean, because it is a multiverse, it's easy to, they could just cast someone else if they wanted to. Um, Yeah, I think think there's a very good chance that it will be him. Yeah. I do hope, though, if it is him, because he's a huge known person, that at least one of the people is someone we don't know who it is. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I I think I think it it'll probably be him. And if they cast him, I I would be pretty surprised if they don't cast Emily Blunt as well. Because of just what you've heard. Yeah, because people have been fan casting those two for many many years now. And if he's willing to do it, I would think she'd be willing to do it. And I think it'd be cool. I mean, they're yeah. they're married in the comics. They're married in real life. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I was also, ex- you know, I still thought, um, I think his name's Jonathan Groff, uh, the the architect from The Matrix, the new Matrix movie. Okay. When I saw that movie, the guy from Mindhunter, I was just like, oh, this guy oh, is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Mr. Fantastic oh, to me. I think he would be a good Mr. Fantastic. <sighs> he he just yeah. looks so much like him. And he does. He, he, yeah. Oh, man. But they, if you look at, like, current uh, Fantastic Four comics, it's like, it's like Marvel Comics also heard them say that they want John Krasinski because he like looks like John Krasinski really? now. Yeah. So does he look at the the artist and does the gym? Yeah, he smirks. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, but yeah, so they're all there, and they're like, Doctor Strange, we can't trust you. Yada yada. But then Professor X like instructs him where to get to the Vashanti. This is while when Wanda starts breaking in though. Yes, because she, at this point, she is on this temple. Oh, gosh, dude. Okay, you want to talk about so, it. Go. She is 
Okay, so she has taken over Carmitage and she is doing her magic with the book. Yeah. And we so there is a moment where we do what she's doing is dream walking. Is that what it was? Yeah. And she is, which, which is basically, she can go into another version of herself and take over that version. And so I, I, early, it, early in the movie, when it's established what she wants, I did think, but what not there a version of her in that reality where she's a mom? Uh-huh. So how, how would that work? And then they say that. They establish it. Yeah. Right. And then they establish this dreamwalking thing, and it's like, that's super interesting. Yeah. Um, so that's her plan. And she, I think she's testing it at first. So she finds a version of herself where she has her children and she's at the, she's in the kitchen yeah, and she's like fighting internally with her other version of herself and she takes her over. Yes. Yes. I can't believe I was forgetting this. I thought it all looked so cool too. Like she, like things were moving her coffee cup was like the ocean i don't it was just oh yeah and like her picture frame was looking at her and stuff yeah, yeah that was really so cool what did you think so when she is she takes over herself uh-huh. uh she is kind of like gathering herself together and then she looks at the camera she breaks the fourth wall i dug it what did you do you think that was a wandavision thing it, L- it like like kind a of nod, made me think of that like yeah. a nod to that yeah and it was also like it was the kind of thing where like yes she looked at the camera but also she kind of like, it almost felt like she didn't, you know? So because she looked at the camera. R- really? Okay. I think so. Um, I dug it. And it felt like, also like, okay, this is like, she is now, like, crossed over. She's in. She's and in. what rips her out is, so Wong is strung up, and, and he's a hostage. Yeah. And then that character, I think her name was Sarah, sneaks up. I thought she was dead. Yeah. And she was like, I'm going to destroy the book well he he's like let me go like free me so i can destroy book and she's like i would never let you do that because he is chancellor supreme chancellor <laughs> no you're getting star wars <laughs> confused sorcerer supreme. sorcerer supreme so she sacrifices herself she and gets she the does book. destroy the book which surprised she destroys me the book all of this is just like this is so cool i've seen so many flipping marvel movies and i don't know what's happening and what's going to yeah. happen love it um, and she dies and it was pretty nuts yeah. how she died and that we saw it all. Yeah. I thought it was crazy. And, and then, and then she finds out from Wong, WandaVision, I mean, Wanda, that, uh, <laughs> the, the, the book is like based on these runes that are on this like enchanted mountain. And then I just thought we better go to that effing mountain <laughs> and they and go immediately. So they, well, they just do the circle thing. Yeah. They get to as far That's as they go. Saying. Yeah. And gosh, it looks so cool. The design is awesome. It, it reminded me somewhat of um, the in Infinity War and Endgame, the stone where Black Widow dies. Yeah, yeah. Like just that cliff face stuff. And then they're they're walking through at these demons. They're like these like guardians. Y- you are- know, it's a funny little detail that I just re- realized is. What? Wong shows up and she's like, couldn't you have teleported us any closer? And he says like, you can't use magic up here. And then she then grabs him and flies away with magic. Well, I think, (laughs) I think he was meeting his magic because she gets there and she finds out it's all for her. So I think that she was, it's pretty funny though. I mean, let just kind of like let the movie take, I'm not saying it's bad. It's, it's just kind of, I'm pointing it out as like, that's kind of goofy. We're fighting. But, it's not a perfect movie. Come on. Uh, Joe, you're right. Um, there are these cool demon dudes there. 
Mm-hmm. And at first it's like S is about to go down. And then it's like, yeah. no, we're here to guard you. You're Yeah, they queen. bow down to her. So cool. And and she gets on that thing. She's like, this isn't a tomb. Yeah. This is a throne. And we see the giant, um, what is it called? Statue of her. A statue, though, when it's carved into Art, the wall. It's uh, called something else. Oh, a relief I, or something. I don't know. Um, Of her. Yeah. Man, I loved that so much. It was so cool. It's almost just like it was divine providence that this would all happen. Kind of weird, weird stuff. So then now we're caught up. And yeah. she, the other version of her that she's possessing, is now in the 838 universe. Yeah. And she's going through, and she's killing all of these robots that, if you didn't catch, are like Ultron robots. Oh, okay. Um, So something with Ultron happened differently in this universe. Fun. In the trailer, with all the oil on her face? Yeah. Was it lit red in the trailer? Well, even in this movie, it didn't look like it was oil until, like, way later. It always kind of looked like blood. Yeah. Um, and it looked pretty intense. Yeah. Um, and she's just ripping apart these robots, and she's looking more and more intense. I mean, she's fully—it it is nuts that this is, like, a fully good guy who—this is not brainwashing, like, Winter Soldier or something like that. She is legit, by her own choice, a villain. Mm-hmm. And she's— as about as powerful as it can get because mm-hmm. and this scene was crazy mm-hmm. the illuminati comes out to meet her and i don't remember the order i do first, remember first, black bolt was first first is black bolt and he's like but but uh okay. sorry I, well, I just i remember uh fin- mr fantastic is talking her down yeah and saying like we will do what we need to do to stop you you're not getting through black bolt will kill you uh, it, it, when he opens his mouth, you're dead, basically. And she says, what mouth? Yeah. He doesn't have a mouth. And he speaks. He still tries to speak and implodes. Yeah, his head implodes. Gross. It was the, pretty graphic. The, a, lo- a lot of the stuff in this movie, I am surprised they got away with. Yeah. But it also felt like, in a way, we, we've we had these movies and shows. Well, we've had these movies for so long now that the, the viewers, like, yeah, I think kids are still going to see this. But I think they are playing into, like, People who have been here from the beginning can handle this. Yeah. Well, you know? And, and yes, it's it's graphic, and, like, maybe some kids won't be able to handle it, but it's not, like, I you know. I, I well, mean, they're all violent. Give me some nice blood in a PG-13. Let's give go. Give me a zombie. It's not a PG movie. The, yeah. You know that a 13-year-old is, is wanting to see this. Yeah. Come on. So then he goes down. And then she like unravels Captain Marvel or uh, uh, Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, like shreds him like and, a, and like was, a like a what are those called the silly putty those like scooper things that turn them into strings. Uh-huh. And then what, what's crazy though was she said, "Do you ha- are you married? Do you have a wife?" And he said, "Yes." Or do you have a wife and kids? And he says, "Yes." And she said, "Good." Then there will be someone left to take care of them. And it was like, oh, yeah. oh that's nuts. Even coming from a person who's hellbent on being with her own kids. Yeah. Uh, but this the, all this whole scene, I was like, I I would say, you know, because there are restraints that these movies have to follow. You know what I mean? And there's restraints that like a comic book story has to follow. And I was like, p- kind of shocked that they did this because this this character has now become so evil, and she's like cold blooded killing these and people. Like he is, it's a painful death. Yeah, for him. I think, oh, well, for everyone, it's nuts. So then she fights Captain Marvel and Captain Britain. Yeah. 
for a while. Um, and I thought I thought the action was good here. Slices Captain Britain with her shield. Jeez, that was crazy. How did she kill Captain Marvel? She I can't remember. like brought a statue down on her, like a That's giant right. statue, and smashed her. And then meanwhile, um, uh, America finally is able to like shatter the glass. Yeah, she punches it and shatters part of it, and yeah. is like, maybe I can control this. Yeah, and then her and. Well, Strange has been fighting Mordo for a little bit. And then I'm kind of, you know. No, I know. I'm just saying that it's there's, she's still not out of it yet, and they don't know what to <laughs> okay. do, and Sir Patrick Stewart shows up. Uh, he, Okay, I don't remember. What, yeah. What are you talking Go ahead, then. I don't know what uh, you're talking Wanda about. Wanda is, like, walking up to take America, and but before hmm. she can get to them. Yeah. Is it Mr. X? Yes, yeah. Uh, Professor X. Professor X shows up. And he goes in the mindscape. Yeah. This I thought was really cool. Yeah. And and when this happened, I was like, okay, so this is how they're going to kind of work this out so that this character isn't evil anymore. I have a question. Okay. What can he do? He he is um, whatever mind stuff is. Telekinesis. Yeah, but I think and he's telepathy. also telekinetic, I think. Telekinesis and telekinetics the same thing but telepathy yeah okay yeah and um so he navigates in her mind and he goes and he finds her in this rubble which would be in sokovia or whatever yeah and there's the tv on and he's like wanda there you are i think there's been like i'm gonna get you out of here it's like the real wanda the wanda we know and love and he's trying to get her out but then like the red like spell comes up upon them all and then she kills it's all scary professor x yeah it's scary and i i mean as a trained viewer on these movies i really thought like okay he's going to fail but then someone else is going to go in the mindscape they're going to get her out and release her from her body i did not think that like i don't think it was ever her oh well i think that's her inner self i don't think like, it was i think it was a, a decoy oh okay um, and I could be But wrong. what I'm saying is I thought that was going to happen yeah. and at the end of the movie it'd be like, oh my gosh, I was really wrong. Can I have redemption? But it didn't go that way at no. all. No. And so uh, then they're finally running. They're getting away. Continues to be scary. Yeah, more craziness ensues. And then they get to the Book of the Vashanti. Yeah. Anything else? Did we... You, you remembered every frame of this movie. I guess it seems. so. <laughs> Maybe that's why I was so tired at the end of it. But uh, that's all that stuff was so, was so scary. I like when at certain angles her eyes glowed red. Yeah. Give me more of that. Glued red. Glued red. Past, past tense. Uh, and uh, well, I, well, I guess in, in this reality, though, that, that so Christine has that watch still. Yeah. That even Doctor Strange has in his reality, and it's broken. And that is the key to open the sword to get to the, we called it the Vashanti. Yeah. So there's the book. Yeah. And so, and it was a, a great little moment. Um, I'm trying not to cover every detail, but then we just keep doing it. Uh, but there was that great moment where he's like trying to figure out the key and he's like, it's something only I would know. It, it'd have to be something only I would know. And then she suggests the watch. Yeah. And it's like. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. It's like now he's he's starting to learn like he isn't the only one. He has to give his ego away. Yeah. Like, and then they're at the book of the Vashanti finally. <laughs> um, and I, I mean, you gotta, you gotta start, <laughs> you gotta start covering this Jordan okay. because you remembered everything. And I'm remembering well, as he you gets, explain it. He gets the book out. 
He gets it down. I think he even opens it. Uh huh. And then Wanda catches up to them and starts taking over. I think starts taking over her powers again, America's powers. Yeah. And she like burns the page that he needs. Yep. Yeah. And our dog is scaring us. He's making so many weird noises. Oh, he's not scaring me. I would never be scared of him. <laughs> um. So America is thus afraid. Portal opens. Right. And I believe that. Only, oh yeah, so Wanda gets America, takes her back to, to 616. 616. And then they go into like the dilapidated universe that's falling over, Christine and Stita. Which is a different reality. Different reality, yeah. And then they go and they find this other Doctor Strange. And this is what I'm thinking. We're pretty far, like we're, we're coming up on Act 3. Yeah. Where is this zombie guy, Doctor Strange, that I've been seeing in trailers? Yeah. Where when, is he? Yeah. He's prominently displayed. Please don't tell me it's just a quick thing. Uh-huh. And I'm getting nervous. I got to be honest. Okay, you were. Because it, it was. I was very much looking forward to it. Yeah. But Wanda gets America, and is that that's happening. So yeah. they go to this, like you said, it's like an, it's inverting on itself. It's being destroyed version. Yep. They go to that Doctor Strange. He, he seems darker. Uh-huh. And you and find- then I start laughing with glee with the audacity of anyone in uh, blockbuster film cinema history to go, what are we going to do for Doctor Strange? Two Doctor Stranges to fight. We're going to what kind of spells are we going to do? What are we going to do? We're going to use one of them is going to get thrown against the piano and think to himself, what if I attacked him? with literal flying notes to which I'm just laughing in the theater. Like this is why I want to go see a blockbuster. Yes. I want to see magicians throwing magical notes at each other. A good other. amount of time. And Danny Elfman's like, hell yeah. He's just going nutso uh-huh. on the score. And these notes are flying back and forth at each other. And then they get into this conglomerate ball and they're like pushing against each other. And then Doctor Strange looks at a harp and he's able to gather like, one more note from the harp to like turn the tide. But okay. <laughs> That's so cool. Don't want to take away from it. No, you shouldn't. It's one of the coolest things that they've ever done in this universe. It is. Hands down. <laughs> I mean, one of the on. coolest things. About to be, in my opinion, overtaken by the next coolest thing, which is the zombie thing. But yeah. yeah. Um, before that, they're, so they find out that he, this version of him has used the dark hold. He has it with him, like on him. And that's why they're fighting because Dr. Strange needs it. And, well, it's okay. So the at the Vishanti with the good book, that page was destroyed. So pretty much Dr. Strange does not have a choice anymore. He, he has to use the dark hold yeah, to overtake Wanda. But it has a, it has a big toll on so, the carrier as well. This is something that I think I know that when I watch this movie again it will be clear, but yeah. at the time I was kind of lost where he it's revealed that this Doctor Strange is using the dark hold, he is like devoted his life to it and that third eye appears. Yeah. I originally thought that okay, this version of him has three eyes. Yeah. And I just went with that. Yeah. And then by the end of this movie, it's like, okay, no, 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 that's a dark hold thing, which makes sense because of the third eye. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then he he's able to get the book yeah. from him. And then is that when he portals out of there? No, no, no. That's when he then, like, takes over this mansion. He sets up, like, a seance. Mm-hmm. 
And she's like, what are you going to do? Your universe, Doctor Strange, is here, right here. You're that person. And he goes... Um, Who says they have to to be alive. Yeah. I mean, she it's set up better than we just set it up. You know, the line makes sense. But And then it cuts to the rooftop where they buried the old Doctor Strange. And that's when I was like, oh, I wish I would have thought that they were for sure going to do this. Like, they planted the... They planted that. Not only is he a zombie, he's grotesque, guys. And it looks pretty makeup-y for the most it part. It looks good. And I will say Benedict is doing some interesting acting. He's he really is. playing into it. You can tell he, he's having a hell of a fun time. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And and so because he's taking over a dead body, it basically invites lost souls <laughs> yeah. to Come try on, and take him down. Come on, give me those lost souls, baby. So he reanimates his corpse. Yeah, and he goes to that mountain to take on Wanda and save America, and we but we don't really know what's going on yet. And but all we know is he tells Christine like, "I need you to protect my body in this reality." Yeah, because lost souls are going to come and try and destroy me and stuff. And I'm just like, "What? I don't, I can't even like fathom what's about to happen." Yeah, and, and then, these are like all black lost souls, but they don't look blobby. They, no. They're like really defined they, features. They, they truly look crazy. remind me of Evil Dead too. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Which is so fun. So they're like swirling all around him, and they're yeah, they're saying rules. like this movie rules. <laughs> they're like, stop doing this, or else we are we will be we will take you away with us. You like yeah. you cannot take over a dead body. That is like the worst of the worst. It's evil. But he did it for the sake of saving one person. And then it gets better than that because you're like, okay, cool. He's just gonna fight these little things. No, no, no. They try to get him, and he turns them into a soul cape. So Then he flies around with undead souls, Mm -hmm. and then he goes to fight Wanda. He fights her with them. Yes. He makes them do his dark bidding. I mean, this this just feels like, okay, you announced you were making a Doctor Strange movie. He's been in the universe for a while. It this sort of feels like now that I've had a day to think about it, like this is the promise of bringing an insane character like this. Yes, and it makes I I, I want Sam Raimi to do whatever he wants to do, and I want Scott Derrickson to do whatever they want to do. But whoever does the next movie, Marvel, you gotta let them continue to go ham, mm-hmm. and I think they will because I think this movie is gonna do just fine, make a lot of money. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's cool. And they fight for a long time. I, I like that they do cut back to Christine and she has to fight off them too. Yeah. Um, Looking great. Gosh, okay, fine. <laughs> it's because of what I said about Billy Magnuson, huh? Yeah, I'm just um, stating facts, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, they're, the the like lost souls are like surrounding Wanda uh, and she is, I guess, thwarted for a time. Yeah. And he's saving America. But then, then she breaks free. By the way, Wong's back. Yeah. He th- fell off a cliff but didn't die and came back. That was like the second time I thought he was dead. Um, That's so funny to me that you would have thought he died <laughs> at any point. And, but then Wanda breaks free and she, you know, attacks Doctor Strange and puts whatever she p- zaps him with. It is like he's there's nothing he can do now physically. Yeah. So then he's like looking at America and is like, you know that you've been able to control your power the whole time. Believe in yourself and do it. But he also is given the choice where he can take her power. He and is. she says like, do it. She does. She's like, I understand now. But like Christine said, he's always been the one holding the knife and he's got to let someone else hold the knife. Yeah. So he's going to make some big character development yeah. here. 
and he lets her do it. And what she does is she finally has the she finally figures out how to use her powers. And whoever uh, the choreo choreography, the the storyboarding, just thank you for having her do like such a comic book pose of a of a punch. Yeah, yeah. It looks so freaking cool, and it was in the trailer. Yeah. But oh my gosh, it was it was so cool. And so she starts punching stars at her and stuff, and it's cool. But then she's overtaken. Uh huh. And then she pulls a trick, where not a trick, but she shows Wanda. She puts Wanda in the dimension that she was trying to Man, take I over. I love this. And the kids see her and they freak out. Yeah. Um, because she wants to take over that Wanda in there. Yeah. And it's pretty emotional. Yeah. I thought it really was good <laughs> it was crazy too because she like i thought this good scene was good <laughs> she throws that wanda away and her the the sons are like crying and freaking out and she yeah. snaps at them like the acting was really good she really snaps at them like shut up yeah and she's like i would never hurt anyone i would never hurt you and they look at their mom who's hurt yeah and she I just, yeah like i like i just said the acting's so good just the expression on her face she realizes what she's doing and yeah. who she's affecting and she is just broken down. And th so this version of herself, I, I really think that was intentional how she was scarred, where it was, she was scarred on her forehead where Vision has his infinity stone. Okay. I, I just feel like that was a choice. Yeah. To just, I don't know, make it full circle. Like Th This like version of Wanda this... accepted his death. And yeah, is, yeah. Has grieved and is moving on. Yeah. Um, And... She said she says to this Wanda like just know that they will be loved. And oh, it's man. like that is a that's a tearjerker yeah. right there. And then yeah, that's like the the emotional climax yeah. of the movie. And and it's been achieved. What happens to our Wanda after that? Is she banished she, or No, she stays in our reality. She uh -huh. comes back. And then I can't recall what happens at the very end <laughs> of all the details to lose. Well, tell him. Well, she she destroys the 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 castle. Oh, thing. she destroys it on herself. Oh, on herself, she it, kills herself. Yeah, and it's pretty like we see the rubble fall on her. Oh, it's crazy too because the zombie version of Doctor Strange is still there because he can't move. He's yeah, like so he dies with her in in a way. Yeah. And I do actually now that I'm thinking about it, I think it is like killing that version of himself. Like like yeah. hopefully, you know, by the next movie he's learned what he's learned in this movie, you know, and moved on. Yeah. It's man, it's really good. It's man, it even talking about it, it's like, wow, this is emotional. It makes me want to go see it again. Me too. And so then we go back to our Doctor Strange and he's fine. He did it. Yeah. That's gonna be okay. America's coming for the him and Christine. And he he tells her, I love you. Uh-huh. And she, I, I forget what she says to him, but it was also just really wonderful. Yeah. And nice. Oh, I think he says, too, she asks him about his reality, and he said, I wish I could show you. And she said, I would like that, but I can't. Yeah. You know? because it is sweet and nice. And I think it's also just like, we, it's just never going to happen. We have to move on. Yeah. And then he gets back, and then he opens his third eye in the, as he's walking down New York. I don't think... And it cuts to directed by Sam Raimi. Which means that because he used the dark hold, it's just... Yeah, I think it means that, that like darkness has entered him. Yeah. 
Um, I don't think it has. Yeah, that's what I think it means. Yeah, because I think it is a little ambiguous. Yeah, but uh, I think that's what it means. Um, and then well, let, before we talk about that, okay, I do. So I think this movie's great. Uh, I'm so happy that Sam Raimi has another win, and he rules. And I'm just happy that he was able to make a movie. So there's that. I to put on my film critic hat a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll point out just a couple of things that I thought were not as good. I thought the pacing in the first half hour of the movie Very was quick. weirdly fast and yeah. kind of jarring in a way that didn't feel intentional. Do you think that um, it was just they just rushed it? They just kind of botched it because there was so much to get through. No, because the movie is not very long. It, but. This yeah, rarely, I know. Uh, weirdly enough, I just feel like the movie could have done with maybe five to ten more minutes, even if it's just like the shots were a little bit longer at the beginning uh-huh. of like the personal sequences uh-huh. and maybe like one extra scene. Yeah. And then uh, the other thing that I noticed about Doctor Strange, which I told you about this last night and you weren't as like into it, but maybe someone will agree with me. I really like this character. I like him in the comics. I like him in the movies. But, um, and I like all these characters I'm about to say, but Thor, Star-Lord, Iron Man, and Doctor Strange are all crazy, egotistical guys. That's fine. But they're also quippy, egotistical guys. Mm-hmm. And I think... I don't think Thor is much. Yeah, well, okay. okay. Well, I think, I think he's actually learned, to, like, le- like, he's acquired a sense of humor. Yeah, I, I yeah I like that actually yeah, um, but you know they're they're these larger than life characters and I like that about them. But I do feel like it's weird to have someone who is in the dark arts and or not the dark arts, but who uses magic and stuff to hear a word like Illuminati and respond Aluma Woody. I just think that that's weird, mm-hmm. and I think it'd be, I I, I wish that this Doctor Strange that we had was maybe a little bit more earnest. He can still be an egotistical jerk, um, but maybe he was a little more like, it's magic, this is how it works, this is what we do. Kind of, I, I feel like he was kind of like that in No Way Home. Okay, yeah, but it, but I, in, yeah, it's, I agree with that. Yeah, but in this movie, he's a little bit more like, ooh, there's a joke I can tell right now. Or like, huh, you think that there's other dimensions? That's kind of ridiculous, and it's like, it's not ridiculous to someone who has been to other dimensions and you who have yeah. fought in like purple giants and stuff. Like, yeah, nothing should be ridiculous to you. Yeah. Um, that's, that's just something. And I think that that's from Dr. Strange one, you know, I think that's how they chose to adapt the character, but, and even beyond that, you know, uh, and this was pointed out in a Patrick Willems video, which I thought was funny is like, we do have this universe and it's full of all these characters that like all this ridiculous stuff happens. Crazy stuff that could never happen in our world, which is fine. I love that. Um, but, you know, then when someone turns to Spider-Man and No Way Home and they go, my name's Otto Octavius, they laugh that his name is Otto Octavius and go, seriously? Oh, yeah. And it's like, that's not weird if you also just fought a lizard. It's not weird that and someone's name is Otto money, Octavius. Like if people are... <laughs> like going to this movie they have bought that a man's name is Otto Octavius right like you don't have to keep making to excuses for, for yourself yeah. you know so I would like to see them 
move away from that, but keep it in Guardians because it works really well in the Guardians movies because mm-hmm. that's like the tone of those movies. Mm-hmm. But some of the it just feels like every other movie uh, is. It well, what's, does what's good about Guardians, I think that it works for is they they live in there is in space. Uh huh. So like in a way, like all they know is random. Right. So right. that's actually normal to them. So they're like apathetic so, toward it. Yeah. So, but when a new random thing happens and they do have a reaction to it, I, it just doesn't matter to me as much. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. No, I agree with you. But those are like my nitpicky things. Um, and when I left the theater, I thought to myself, I think I like Doctor Strange one better because I I thought I think it has a little bit better of a story. But after we talked about it, I think I like Doctor Strange 2 better, Hmm. which means I think this is an A-tier Marvel and one of the better Marvel movies. Dang it. And if they continue to let people push the boundaries, I I just don't see any reason for this universe to slow down at all. I know. So any any closing? Because I know the last thing we're going to say is going to be very, very sad, that that little mid-credit sequence. Um, Yeah, this movie was just so good. (laughs) <laughs> i don't know i liked it a lot yeah um well marvel's in a good place right now but in a way they've never been in a bad place because with me going right, right. us going back through them and it's like dang it actually most of these are good i know i know most of them are are and pretty darn good moon Knight, which i know by the time this well even now it's ended by now we still have to watch the last episode it's like this this has been going on for this long, and I'm now like discovering a new favorite character for me. Uh huh. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'm not tired of it yet. Yeah. Even though anytime a new thing does come out before before it comes out, like it's announced, I'm always like, oh gosh, I'm so exhausted thinking about it. I know. It. And then it comes out, and it's like, woohoo! It's like they know that, you know? Yeah. And they prove me wrong every time. Except for Eternals. Except for Eternals. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So then there's a mid credit scene. Where Charlie Theron shows up as the character Clea. You know that character? No, I, I've never read anything okay. with her, but I, she's a romantic interest of. I think she marries Doctor Strange at some point, and she appears and she's like, "Let's go on an adventure," and that's the credit scene. Now, again, as it's to believe, most of the credit scenes don't really affect anything, or they're like very vague and don't don't really really affect anything. So, I don't know, but. I will say I've been a huge fan of Charlie Theron, but after we watched Fast and Furious, I was like, as you've heard in our series on Fast and Furious, I was like, oh, she's atrocious. I think I designated her as the worst villain of all time. I think you did, and I couldn't couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I had a feeling that happened where when she showed up in the movie, I went, ugh. That's what I thought to myself. Me too. And uh, and that's a bummer. Yeah, because I think she's but really talented. Time but... and time again, like Marvel is great at casting. Yeah. So, I think for this one, I'm just gonna have to put my faith in them for some for a movie that's gonna come out in five years. Yeah, I know. By by then, I'll the, be forgotten. There'll be a, he'll there'll be a scene in Doctor Strange three where he's like, "Yeah, me and Cleo went on an adventure and got married, and then she died." And it'll be like, "Oh, we never even got I that." I worried character. for nothing. <laughs> But uh, yeah, as as we've said in Fanta- uh, Fa- uh, Fast and the Furious, <laughs> uh, Fast and the Furious, Charlie Theron, whoops, you're on notice. 
and Miles Teller, whoops, you're on notice. But hopefully in two weeks, we're going to be flying high with Tom Cruise's return to theaters, and I'll go, Miles Teller, you're off notice and you're back on the roster. Okay. So thanks for listening, everybody. I hope yep. you had fun. Yep. Uh, next week, we'll be right back into Star Wars with The Empire Strikes Don't Back. Don't worry. Yeah, and I and I think the the rest of the 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 George Lucas Star Wars movies I believe will be uninterrupted for the next five weeks. You're welcome. So um, take that, everybody. Sorry for all the Fantastic Beasts talk you're gonna hear soon. Oh yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I want to just apologize <laughs> now because by now you've heard the Fantastic Beasts episode, but you've not heard me complain <laughs> about a movie I haven't seen yet. Yeah, I mean here's. Little peek behind the curtain, folks. We ha- we are, uh, let's see. No, don't tell. But it's not fun. We're eight episodes ahead right now. So, should I cut that, Jordan? Nah, do we do you? I don't know. All right, see you guys. Yeah, bye. <laughs>